To the Dragon Party. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for this shebang. We haven't done shebang yet. yet. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, go back and check me. Go back and check me. Go back to don't, every episode right don't, now. Don't add us. <laughs> uh, and joining me, as always, it's my co host, Eric. Tell him your name. I'm Eric, I'm glad to be reunited. <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, I I like it. I, but well, it's a stretch, but I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. We today, Eric, are going to talk about Dominaria United, uh, hence your uh, amazing pun. Just guess, honestly um, legendary. Was... <laughs> legendary pun game going <laughs> on. Oh, I can't handle it already. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been out for a while again. I, my life's just so busy now, Eric. I just want to We die. just got stuff going on. <laughs> started back up school and that uh messed with my schedule so horrifically bad currently redoing my kitchen so that's mm-hmm. causing uh, uh a uh a void yep that one's on me i went over to his house and just broke everything <laughs> it is on eric actually he owes me a kitchen yeah but he can't uh, find me so speaking of kitchen in the kitchen you usually find some drinks what are you drinking on this one that was a cool i that was that was fine. Uh, I'm <laughs> that was fine. I'm drinking a. I've had Four Corners beer before here, but I'm having a Chingo Haze, uh, hazy IPA. That sounds good. A little, a little sun on it. That's how that I feel. Hazy IPAs. That's a very popular type of yeah. hazy IPAs. To me, has the largest range of like I love it and I hate it within that IPA spectrum. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very much like it has that um more. It's kind of like if a wheat beer or Heffenweizen was an IPA, right, and there's a lot right. makes a lot of flavors come in. So you can have right. some real stinkers. like wild, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. And I hate the further they get towards that like the sour beer type of taste. Mm-hmm. I like hate those, but they can taste like really nice as well. Right, so, yeah. like you never know going into it. I'm like afraid to order those because I'm like, <laughs> I just don't know what I'm gonna get. I'll do them in like sample sizes, but like I would, I would not go for a hazy IPA. Is like, shot in the dark. Give me a picture of that stuff. I'd be like, I'm no. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I also wouldn't get a picture either. Usually they're high alcohol content too. Like, get a. Uh, I'd like a picture of this ten percent. It's like, oh, you want to die. <laughs> I got you. Well, speaking of high alcohol contents today, Eric, I had a rough, rough week. So I need some drink, and today mm-hmm. I did this. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay. So the the to the listeners, Brett is showing me a full like whiskey tasting, like restaurant style uh, placard with I four united, different whiskeys. I united my whiskeys into one I, flight. I feel like Okay, quick, quick flavor police. Um, <laughs> Dominaria is about like the coalition of all five colors. I only see four, four whiskeys. Glasses, it's true because the, the my thing only holds four glasses. You got hands. Handles. This yeah. this funny enough, by the way. Little sidebar. 
This is the tasting uh, palette that you buy at Oga's like Star Wars themed restaurant in Disney. And it actually, oh. instead of these glasses, it had ranker teeth in them. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty so sweet. I was like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to go ahead and buy this. So I still have the ranker teeth, but I prefer my, like, you know, oh. whiskey design glasses for this. Yeah. Th- so when I, one time I visited Brett at his home and we did like blind whiskey tastings and I, I like whiskey, but I don't buy enough of a variety to like develop that like keen taste like Brett does. So we had <laughs> we'll these. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to test my knowledge today. Somewhere, I believe my wife has left me. I believe this is it, Eric. Right. Yeah. You so can see it now. I can I can see it. That is the answers of what is in front of me. I right. won't know. I'll try my best, but I, I have no idea. So shout while. out, shout out to um, the, the misses um, to, the for misses. creating these blind taste testing. But we did like three of them. And these aren't like small, like quarter, <laughs> like quarter shot glass pours. We were doing like full ounce, ounce and a half shots so by the time we got to like halfway through the third one i was like oh man <laughs> i haven't had whiskey in a while we, we got pretty drunk off of these tastings. that was a party that was a party and it's just sure. like by the end it's like oh yeah this is like a like a like a 70 dollar glass or 70 dollar 80 dollar bottle we're drinking we're like, yeah. yeah i don't care yeah, some of them yeah most of the ones i own to be honest are in that price range mostly nicer. just because like they're exciting to me. So I buy kind of the nicer bottles. I don't buy the bottom shelf stuff. I mean, I, I don't want yeah, to really w- tell you about it. I'm not trying to be. It's just, you know, I prefer the mid. mid hey, w- once you find something you like, you start, mm-hmm. uh, you start getting. That's the whole thing. You know, stuff. people are, you know, when you start enjoying beer, you don't just buy Bud Light every time you, you get right. the, the fancy hazy IPAs. You trust, trust, trust me. Everybody who is listening to us and plays Magic Gathering knows how to buy premium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know how to spend money unnecessarily. The, hmm, is twenty five dollars really that too expensive for that misty rainforest? Like they're, they're gonna fact, go up. There was an early episode on our podcast. If you didn't listen to it, it, it was called "The Finances of a Magic Player." It, just going over like you know tips and tricks on how to maybe save some money because this, I mean, this hobby is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurdly expensive. Yeah, it gets, All right, it gets real let's quick. get over to our main topic. Um, I have a housekeeping segment, but really that's just the fact that there's a new setup finally. Uh, it's, this is one of the longest time periods we've had between releasing sets. And uh, in our older age of not being able to play as much Magic, it feels great. And I wish they would keep this kind of schedule. But <laughs> I know that's not the general yeah. uh, public uh, opinion. Yeah, we, we would have loved it back when we were, we had our magic club at college. Yeah, and we yeah, the we would have preferred faster, for stuff. faster cycle for sure. Yeah, so people were probably kind of annoyed at this uh, time cycle. But we have a new set. It seems like it's a smaller set overall. What does it say? 281 cards. That seems normal, but for some reason it feels smaller. I think because there's a lot of like reprints in the common and uncommon mm. part of right. it. So it doesn't feel like there's a lot new. Uh, let's get into the mechanics first. This is what something we like to do every time a set comes out. Uh, and honestly, with this one, a lot of returning mechanics. Uh, yeah, this this kind of feels like not a core set, but like it doesn't. Other than it just be, being domineering, like I like one hundred percent agree with that stuff. sentiment. Yeah. It feels like a core set with yeah. all the commons they release. You just look at them and you're like, this is just so that they have these cards again. Instead. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so starting off, the first mechanic, 
which isn't too relevant for Commander. Actually, I think most of these are pretty crappy. Uh, Domain, which requires you to have basic land types. So essentially only going to really matter if you're in a five-color deck. And honestly, most of the Domain cards aren't that good anyway. (laughs) So it's like they're they're only good if you have like four basic land types. Right, most, more, most of them. Or all five, usually, mm-hmm. typically. Basically, you need all five for them to function. And getting all five is not... That's not hard to do, really. That's no, hard. because... Yeah, it's basic land type, so the triomes count for yeah. three. With the triomes out now, it's pretty easy to do. But I'm still, like, you look at the cards and you're like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like one of them is like, oh, you deal five damage. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, the classic kicker is back, of course, in all of it. It's, uh, everything uh, is everything is kicker. Even kicker. Everything is kicker. is kicker. The the fun part about kicker in this set in particular is all of the kicker costs are multi kickers, but not multi kicker as in you can kick it as many times as you want. Yeah. They are these and or kickers, like dual kicker, dual kickers, and they kind of put these kickers into three colors most of the time. You kick for one blue, you kick for one red, but it's a white card, so there you go. It's got all three colors. That's what's going on there. It's nothing more exciting than that, but it it, it, it leads to some cool design. I don't think yeah, any it, of those cards again are relevant though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any I, on my list. I yeah, I don't have any on my list either. I I yeah. I wish they. I don't know how they would do this, but if they like keyworded the kicker for different colors or something, because like um, like how extort is like extort in the reminder text it has like pay a white or black but since it's not in the actual text box of extort you can play extort cards in in mono black or mono white i kind of wish this were worked similarly because some of these cards are just like oh this would be fun in like blue green but since the red's in there it's like oh okay i can't i have like we can't play it in that. Which we'll see eventually. We're not going to do it anytime soon. But there is um, part of the Dominaria United new Commander specific products. They did start <laughs> printing those exact cards that you're talking about. Yeah. They have a green card that says it's all colors, but you can include it in any green deck. So its mm-hmm. identity is only green, but there and its cost is all these other colors. Flipping. Yeah. By the way, that. That deck, that five color deck, it's like all me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I, I like the other cards. one a lot, which is oh, yeah. hilarious. Because, oh man, Eric, they, they just don't want me playing Boros, do they? No, they don't. I literally built a deck that's in line with. Uh, we'll go over it when we get to those. Decks. Yeah, we'll, That'll, we'll go. It'll be a couple later. episodes from now. Anyway, the premier mechanic of this set to me, by far, is read ahead, and I'm curious to see. I love it. How often they keep doing this? Because it honestly seems insanely strong. Yeah, it, it's just basically like it's a so it's a read ahead is an ability on a saga, and normally a saga you play it and you put a lore counter on it when it enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your draw step, and then you have to go one two three or however many chapters there are. Yep. Read ahead means basically you can start at whatever chapter you want to. Yep. So you start at chapter two. And then it goes to three, or you just play it, hit chapter three, sacrifice it. Basically, it's like a sorcery the, that does the effect. effect. Yep. Um, they they definitely made them so they aren't like as crazy usually. Although to be honest, there's not too many like really crazy end of. They're not like ultimates like planeswalkers or anything. 
Yeah, some um, of them are ridiculous, but you know they cost a lot. You know they already cost they, seven. Yeah, they cost right? seven. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, this is it's kind of interesting. I this is one of those things that I feel like they're going to make the decision and be like, okay, all sagas are going to have, have read ahead from yeah, now on. We're only going to include this during these sets. Yeah, yeah. Like this is one I could see for sure coming back for the next set called Brothers War because that mm-hmm. is a set set in the past. So it would kind of naturally make sense. Well, we're talking about sagas from the past. Right. Let's read it. Let's skip ahead. And, we and... we read this story before. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I almost guarantee it'll cut, pop up in the next set. We'll see how often they keep pushing it going forward. I feel like right. it'll probably calm down after next set and then it'll return once everyone realized. Now we love that. The cards mm-hmm. are really good and powerful. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I think this is the most powerful by far. Uh, it really makes all these sagas worth it in my mind. Like immediately consider all these they're sagas all, for all your decks. Because they're all insane. modal cards, except they're if you choose modal, an earlier ones, you get all of them. <laughs> yeah, and if you happen to want the first mode, you get so much value out of these cards. Sagas are great. They're, yeah, it was a great invention. Yeah, the, one of the kind of weird things, at least um, philosophically from a design perspective, I think that this read ahead mechanic makes. Uh, is it makes the first one uh, more powerful, or at least it should, mm-hmm. like, again, from philosophically perspective, because now, like, the incentive for the sagas, where it's like, I really want the second and third chapter, but I kind of have to go through the first tiny benefit first. But now, if you don't have to, basically, it's like, well, we kind of, we don't want the first uh, chapter to be blank. Because yeah, the third right. chapter is amazing. So we want to incentivize them to be like, well, okay, I have to make a decision. So there might be more circumstantial. It might be like destroy an artifact or enchantment first chapter. Right. But if you don't need that, it could just be destroy a creature in the second chapter or something. Right. So I think I think it'll be a little bit better. Yep. <clears throat> uh, the, the next one is Enlist. This is like their callback to banding. It's very confusing. It's very confusing, very <laughs> awkward, and not good. I don't think any card within list is good, and it's not a good mechanic, and I think we can all forget it forever. After <laughs> You the should feel out. bad if you play it. Yeah, and no, essentially, like, it allows you to add a creature's power to it. Just power, by the way, not, like, power and toughness. Just its power to a creature when it attacks, but that creature that you added its power can't have summoning sickness, so it can't just have entered it, play. Yeah. It's also be able to attack. Basically, yeah, it's like so you said, bad. it's, it's, it's kind of like good. banding. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I it's like don't. It's a bad version the... of a vehicle where you crewed it. You crewed a creature and just added the creature's. Yeah, power I, to it. I think I think that's a good way of thinking about it. It's like a vehicle where it's just like, like well, I should be able to attack with this, but I don't want to for some reason. Yeah, it turns I'm gonna... your, whatever your enlist creature is that that guy's got crew. Crew add a creature's power to it. It's mm-hmm. really bad, but Only not because when... like, crewing you could do at any time. This you can't, so it's a really bad version of yeah. it. Yeah, and then lastly, this is. One of my favorite ones, which is hilarious, because it they made it sound like it's going to be like a marquee, like, here we go, this thing's in the set, it's a brand new counter type. Guess how many cards it's on, Eric? Is it one? <laughs> it's not. Whoa. It's three. That's, that's crazy. Three <laughs> cards got this. It's stun counters. And uh, they're all on commons. There, there's one uncommon, but it's just worthless. It's not even going to be thing so, so don't worry about it yeah and what stun counters do these make a lot of sense they kind of should have existed for a long time they they are a mechanic that allows a permanent 
with a stun counter on it, if it's going to be untapped, instead you remove a stun counter from it, and it stays tapped. So it's very video gamey kind of mechanic. It feels like it it's like, makes oh, a lot of sense. Yeah. And and Eric, there you go. More counters for your uh, care about counters deck. I know, but then I have to put them on my creature. <laughs> just don't Actually, tap them down. Just don't, that, <laughs> honestly, that's true. If I put it on a Vigilance creature, then it's fine. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. You just got additional counters. Yeah, it's, But then uh, I won't be able to enlist, Brett. I won't be able to enlist. It's a cool enlist. mechanic. I assume it's going to show up later in more sets. Like, as, as we get more Phyrexian stuff later on. Um, also, yeah. we got we, they revealed all the new sets for next year, but we'll do that on a different episode as well. Yeah, I could see stun counters, like... This could be just an ability saying, like, sleep. But I think they chose counters because if they're bringing back, like, minus one, minus one counter effects from Phyrexia stuff, proliferates probably along with long side of it. Right. So with stun counters in proliferate, that's pretty good. All right. That's it for our mechanics. Going into reprints, I had to add the section because I do for every single set, and we look at kind of what's been reprinted. There's only one card that even freaking matters, and that's Liliano the Veil. And it's a it's a big card. That's a big card. This means that this is now in Standard. This means yep. that this is now in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Explorer. Explorer, yeah, yeah. All of those sets. Uh, so you're going to see this card a lot. It's a $70 card. I'm sure it's going to go down to 40 Right, <laughs> yeah. It's All the way down to 40 insane. Yeah, it's still going to be an insanely expensive <laughs> card, so... Yeah, Not the really if you were if you were like wow that that um the grease fang deck and explorer on arena needed some help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no that's one that's said annoying. that. And now it's you get like, Liliana to handle. Discard your Helion. Yeah. Other than that, it's all like commons that they reprinted, and none of them are worth crap, and they're just, just yeah. like annoying and bad and, and not fun. Uh, they also reprinted uh, the Painlands for this set. I don't, I don't typically love Painlands. I don't think they're very good. Yeah, it's good. It's good for like standard and stuff, but um, but but I just wouldn't even play them in Commander at all. Yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, if yeah. Kind of hard to yeah, like with all the it, lands we have access to, they're just not part of my. Repertoire. These lands are very much like the 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 budget version of stuff yeah. because they do tap for two colors and they do. If you have them tapped. lying around, throw them in your deck. I'm not saying they're actively hurting your deck. I'm just saying I don't right. Them. <laughs> and and like man, they got to be cheap, right? Like coming out of this set, they will be. Yeah. But they get so, expensive because of, like you said, Standard and, and Pioneer. They are actively played a lot. And they get up to like $10 a piece. So, you know, if you if, get yeah. them, hold on to them. Sell them at 10 if you don't need them for Commander and stuff. If you don't play those other formats. Yeah, they're great. You know, they're, they're good ones to they're, sell. They're ones I don't... Yeah, you're not going to be you're not gonna be embarrassed, but you they're, it does add up. <laughs> for sure. All right. Uh, and one other thing I want to comment on before we get into our lists of... Uh, Dominaria, legendary set. Legendary is also kind of one of the themes of typical Dominaria. We have mm-hmm. 41 new legendary creatures. So this is just like any other Commander Legends Whoa. set. It's a lot of legendaries. Though, 20 of them are uncommons, which typically mean they're like not quite, you know, one or two of those is going to be a good commander. The rest of them probably aren't. So yeah, we're actually looking at more like 20 new legendaries that we care about. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, and like most of most of the uncommon ones, they're like, "Oh, that's cool," but they cost like 
two more mana than, <laughs> any, than to make yeah. it good. Or like they have an activated ability, but it's like, oh, but I got a tap to do this. Like if it were rare or mythic, you would not have to do that. Stuff like that. Right. It's not usually worth it. So, all right. Let's get started, Eric. Woo. With the strongest cards of the set. The strongest begin. Uh, how did you, did you find this easy or hard? I found three to just be slam dunks done. Or, maybe four. I'll say four. And then my fifth slot, I'm like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I found four I, good cards. <laughs> I think, yeah, I have like one card that's like good, but really a boring choice. And I have like, yeah, a couple more that I'm like, this, these cards are good, good. Yep. And then another one, I'm like, eh, this is this, I'm this, gonna, will, this is more of a soapboxy. Card. I'm in a shot call. We have at least two, maybe three crossover. Right. I, I'm going to say three. Three? Okay. I'm going to say three. I'm going to I'm going to go big. Go big. Okay. I, I think we have two. I think we have two. two. Okay. That's a good. That's probably a better guess. Uh, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, why don't you start us off? I'll kick it off. This is my most questionable to me. I think it's just a solid card, but I think the amount of decks it can go in is really low, which hurts it a lot. This is, of course, the Timeless Lotus. Ooh, yeah, I have this on my list. This is a five-color Lotus. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped. It's a legendary artifact for five mana, and it taps to, for Wooburg. So it doubles your mana by the next turn and gives you yeah. access to all five colors. This... Like it's a, it gives you five mana for five one mana. card. You have Insane. to be all five colors, and it's Wooberg too. It's like Gilded Lotus is played a lot. It just untap, but it only gives you three for five mana. But this is like turn four, play this. And now you have yep. nine mana. Well, turn four. Yeah, actually, I guess it probably <laughs> it's, would be. It's if you ramp, yeah. Turn four, yeah. Which means you have ten mana by next turn. It's like yeah, that's obnoxious. It's crazy. <laughs> that's obnoxious. Everyone's like, this. This is like arguably. Like a better play than like Turd One, <laughs> like Soul Ring. Soul Nothing Ring. is as good as Turd One Soul Ring, but like yeah, close, go, in the mid game, yeah. Like wh- getting what like the ten mana, run? you could just put like okay, now I'm dropping two five drops. I'm paying. I'm playing my Ur Dragon on turn like five while everyone else is still like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll play my Commander at five mana. It's like no, I'm playing two. I'm playing my Commander and this sick enchantment that like doubles my mana. Yeah, it, it's a boring pick, but it just turns out Commander is a very much a format. Where mana rocks matter like a lot. It's kind of the most yeah. ever. And this being probably one of the better ones, it makes a huge difference. The problem with me on including it on a list like this is again, it's only a five color deck. Right, yeah. You could only this. put it in a five color deck. So I don't think you're gonna see this that often. And when you do it's busted, no. but like it's also fine and like whatever. <laughs> right yeah it, and also like it could do nothing it's a mana rock right it could it is a mana rock it could and, be your your last card in hand and you drop it and you're like well <laughs> yeah yeah it has the same thing as all mana rock stuff where all mana rocks. you you top deck it and you're like i lose yeah right it doesn't help me there but, but yeah, yeah five so that's mana my fifth pick. and we crossed over so we're already at one Eric. we're already we at it. one we're we looking good here <laughs> um that was mine yeah i i just think the yeah the power level just of five mana in one card is is pretty nuts. And it like also for five color decks it auto fixes. Like if you draw five forests and ramp just right. for green, now you play you this. Now them. you're good. Yeah. Um okay. This one is my shaky one, but okay. I, I and the I'll preface this by saying these types of effects traditionally 
are just seen as not good. <laughs> um, but I think I think this card is going to be pretty good. It's called Threats Undetected. Okay, yeah, I definitely did not include this one. I did not even consider it for my, yeah. my top. So, so for like three mana, yeah, and th- this this is definitely like a a, a like a a. I you're understand why people it. don't, yeah, don't, you're going don't want for this. It here. You're going so for it. three mana, search a library for up to four creature cards with different powers and reveal them. An opponent chooses two of those cards, shuffle those cards, uh, referencing the cards your opponents choose into your library, put the rest into your hand. So this card um, is not is unplayable one-on-one because you're. <laughs> it's a kind of like Gifts Ungiven, except yeah. the only sorcery speed but costs one less. Um, where you tutor up four cards and your opponent chooses the two cards, presumably the best two, and you have you get the worst two of those cards. And but I wouldn't say I would argue it's not unplayable, right? It's a three mana draw two. Tutor two, yeah. So like <laughs> it's I would just say I would just call it draw two, right? Because it's not technically not tutor. I mean, like, they're gonna put back the ones you tutored for. So you're just getting two creatures in general. Well, also like in one, uh, where I guess we're just talking about commander. I wouldn't one on one. Yeah, it, I yeah. The um. So, I one I think creatures have just become so good in commander <laughs> that <laughs> that's like true. They are you. Like, that's what you tutor for anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have four win cards. <laughs> <laughs> in my deck i'm just gonna tutor for all of those, of those. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so i'm fair. gonna win <laughs> yeah so yeah. this is good like it's that. like again this one is a really good pick for commander in particular right because it's so political as well yeah exactly and that, that's my that's my other point where like if we're, there's an arch enemy then it's basically just tutor for two creatures yeah. <laughs> because you could be like okay hey brett i need you to Choose the creature that when it HDBs destroys all artifacts and just hose that artifact deck over there or exiles the graveyard. And you'd be right. like, yes, I agree. So you <laughs> oftentimes, if you're yes. not the if you're not the uh, the person in the lead, you're gonna get the the card that you need. Because you, if you had a just a tutor card, you were gonna get that one card and play it anyway. Because that's the effect that um, helps the entire table. And then you right. just get a, another extra card. But yeah, I, I think. I just think the cards in your deck are so good that your worst two out of like you're tuning for the best four cards left in your deck and card ranks number three and four. They're probably still good enough to put you (laughs) in the lead. (laughs) And for three mana in green, you're going to have like seven mana left over. So you're just going to be able to play them. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think it's a it's a good pick. I didn't consider this could it have went card. in my underrated category, but probably because yeah, I don't think people they look at that card and agree with you. Like they probably look at it and they're like, nah, I won't get what I want. They're so like, opponent chooses, get it out of yeah. here. Like <laughs> it immediately turn it off. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, man. this one's I, probably better than most people are thinking. Yeah. All right, my fourth. I went the opposite way for my green spell. I went with the world spell. I went with the big guns. Oh yeah. I imagine you don't have this one on your list. No. And I think that's fair enough. That's why it's back at 4 for me. Um cuz I don't know. But here's what it does do. It's a 5 green green so a 7 mana saga with of course the read ahead. We'll start with its third level because it has read ahead. This, it means yeah. you could do this right away. And this is like kind of what's busted. It's 
its third level is put up to two non-saga permanent cards. They say that so that you can't just put world spells into your hand and keep crapping them out. Yeah. It literally so it doesn't combo with itself because otherwise there'd be way too many combos with itself. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be able to return it to your hand and bust it and just keep and keep doing it. So anyway, two non-saga permanent cards from your hand and just slap them down on the battlefield. You don't have to pay for them. You just play two cards from your yep. hand. Any two so cards. It's Any kind of, of mana. Doesn't matter. Right. So the it's one half of tooth and nail. Which is the same same cost. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh and then it's but how, well, what if you don't two. have anything, yeah, Brett? What if you don't have anything? What if you don't though? have what anything? You, what if you have nothing? Well, chapters one and two, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a non-saga permanent card from among them and put it in your hand. So it's just like automatically either gives you the resources you need to just slam down a game-winning card, or go ahead and slam down two game-winning cards. It allows you to combo in decks that you have two cards that combo in your hands. It allows mm-hmm. you to go find your things you need. If you have one thing but not a second thing, you go to chapter two because you have read ahead, so you can just skip to whatever. Yeah, you you, you just do just like, like you draw this, a card and then you the read play ahead it for is free. insane and it makes this card nuts. Yeah, I, I think yeah, this is this is a pretty sweet card. I think a lot of these effects, they're like oh, put two per two things from your hand in the battlefield, or like at least the ones I'm thinking of are traditionally creatures. So the fact that it's any permanence, I think this is going to be big and like big enchantment style decks and stuff yeah. like that. And that works, like, I do understand, back its the floor is pretty back. bad, though. Its floor is, like, draw a card from the top seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, I drew this big one, but you paid seven, so you're like, I'm probably not going to be able to play this for, for yeah. two. And you do run the risk of if, again, like, the political aspect of it, put this down, chapter two, yeah, you, yeah, right. you reveal your non-saga, <laughs> and you're like, he's going to put down his ugin next turn <laughs> for mm-hmm. free so we kind of have to kill you and you're like yeah that makes sense yeah but uh p- pl- playing for seven mana and cheating on like 11 mana that you know that's yeah. something that you could do so like <laughs> yeah exactly it, and like card draw is so efficient nowadays yeah it's so you're... easy to have more than seven cards in hand i just i foresee you most the read ahead is the biggest thing on this card yeah, it, yeah, like without read ahead, this thing's not considered. With read ahead, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's two, it's games. two turns of your opponents being like, he's gonna, he's gonna win the game, and <laughs> meanwhile, you're sitting there with like, you know, you've got, you know, a land. <laughs> I mean, tap seven cards, you're gonna get a creature. You got like two creatures that, like, man, they're good, but I know he has a board wipe because he's playing, you know, mono board wipes over there, so it mm-hmm. doesn't really help. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. Yep, that's where I went with my fourth pick, and then I think that my top three are solid. My top three are solid. I'll go there. But okay, um, I'm going to this this card definitely could be the commander, but I I definitely also think it's super strong in the ninety nine. This is a uh, Maria Scholar of Antiquity. Ooh. So okay, this, this is the elf one, or yeah, the elf artificer. It's yep. one red. Uh, and green, so three mana value for an elf artificer. Three three. It has two abilities. Um, first one is tap an untapped artifact, uh, untapped non-token artifact you control to add green, or you can tap two untapped non-token artifacts you control. Exile the top card of your library. You can play it this turn. Um, I think this. I, I think this is like su- well, super good as a commander. But um, also really good in like utility style artifact deck. There are tons of artifacts that like 
just don't do enough, but you would love to be able to put in your deck, like Graph Digger's Cage, where it's just like, man, that's a one man artifact. Cards can't enter, uh, can't enter the battlefield from library or from libraries or graveyards. Can't cast spells from the graveyard or library. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh wow, they, like that get that's like shuts off so many strategies. But do you really want to spend one mana and an artifact to just do that when you could have like a card that's like, oh, exile like like farewell, like exile all planeswalkers and graveyards and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this, but when it's like for free, you cast also it and it also. Mana rock, mm-hmm. and if you have like this and a glaring spotlight, for example, that can make all your creatures unblock yeah. one hex proof, you can be like, okay, I can draw a card at the end yeah. of the turn. I mean, for that reason, I think for sure it will be a really cool and great commander card mm-hmm. or, or commander, like you were saying. I don't see it as much in the ninety nine. I, 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 I mean, they balanced it, which I love that they did that. Right? Like, yeah, non token is oh, yeah. enormous on this card. <laughs> this turns it into just from grown worthy, broken, just be like, oh, so all my treasures just yeah, are I'd like just it, lands now. There's a reason this isn't on my strongest, and that's because like they are I talked about Timeless Lotus not having a lot of decks to go in because it's only five colors. This goes in such a very niche deck. It's like that's why I think she's a great commander, one of the better ones. Mm. But I, I don't even know if I'd consider her for the ninety nine. I think she's a great card. I just yeah, applicable most and I, of the time. I think, I think that's fair. Um, I so I, I when I saw this card, I kind of did like a quick search of like one or zero mana stuff, and there mm-hmm. are like a bunch of really good one mana um, uh, equipment, like Commander's mm-hmm. Plate, Luxure mm-hmm. stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. Um, Some good stuff. Yeah, she'll Bailax. be a fun commander. I will say that she'll be a yeah. fun commander. I think yeah, she has a color. deck, and it'll be a niche, and she'll be really, really cool. Yeah, I, and I think there was a modified, there's like a Gruul modified uh, mm-hmm. theme deck out there too. Yeah, there is. That yeah. if you go cheap um, equipment, equipment yeah. once you equip something, you can tap it still to get right, mana right. from it. So yeah, I, right. you can still I think I think equipment decks, yeah. this this will be really good in. It'll be cool. Yeah, that's a sweet card. I would yeah, definitely didn't consider that. I only had one legendary on my list, and it's my next one up. And I think this one's so broadly applicable. It's so powerful. And that's, of course, the Phyrexian Praetor Shouldred, the Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this thing is, is so sweet. It is so sweet. Is I, it is sweet. And I like... Th- this. That was like one of the cards. I had a couple other cards, too, that I was thinking about putting on. But I kind of like... It's like, no, I'm going to put Threats Undetected on instead. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Shouldred... Is but I think I mean problem. as a commander, soldiers. I mean, probably fine, right? But like, just in any, yeah, throw her in any black deck. Just it, throw it, her in. It's worse. I think it's worse as a commander because you're only in black. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like you can I, be I Grixis or or Demir. But like wheels her and stuff. ability is just so generally always useful forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So strong. She's only four mana, two black black for a four or five death touch, Phyrexian Praetor. Whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. Whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose two life. Well, people in Commander draw a lot of cards. Yeah, that is like that is huge. Pe- That's you insane. you you don't realize how many cards your opponents are drawing. Uh, yeah. Just incidentally, how many cards are just like oh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, or like well, this enchantment does something, but it also says pay three mana, draw a card if like a creature enters or something like that. 
it's, like, do you know how nuts. popular wheels are in the commander format? Where people oh, yeah. typically dump everything and draw seven? If that happens and every player draws seven, you have gained 14 life and all of your opponents individually have each lost 14 life. Yeah, this is nuts. It's disgusting. It's so strong. And it's a four or five death touch for four. It's a four or five death touch for four. So like No one's attacking into that. (laughs) No one's attacking. No one's attacking, and like as you're sitting there, even if they are attacking you, you just take it, and then on your turn you draw ten life. And you gain two life. Yeah, a turn. Like, good god. It is pretty nuts. And also it just beats a lot of you know, the the four four is like the standard size for commander, and especially for commanders. So this this uh this beats the brea test it beats the brea test right that's true that's so true the brea <laughs> test right because it its ability is what minus four minus four minus right? four minus four yeah yeah that's what a lot of abilities are yep yep so shoulders super nuts. strong she is super boring and I, I think a lot of there was a lot of outrage on that is like because people saw some initial designs and we're all excited for her to be crazy and nuts and then they ended up with this which seems so vanilla but I look at this and I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I want to play this in every format. I want yeah, to play this yeah. Pioneer. I'm like in love with this card. It's so good. Yeah, and it, like, I, like it turns out stuff that is just generically good is good. Is good. Yeah. Right? I was like, why are you guys complaining about this thing? I'm gonna yeah. slam this thing down and win the game. <laughs> yeah, like the the ex, quote unquote exciting cards people complain about because they cost seven mana and they mm-hmm. do five things, but like mm-hmm. they can't make them game winning because then it just turns into, um, you know. The, that the new like reanimation target that just auto wins. Yeah, seven mana win the game. Mm-hmm. What, All right. What's on next on your list? Um, I I'm going to be very surprised if you don't have this on your list. Uh, this There's is two cards I have left. Silverback Elder. Yeah, this is my number one. Yeah, <laughs> I think this card uh, is busted. It's it's disgusting. So this is a uh, five mana. So for two green, green, green. A five seven ape shaman that says <laughs> so whenever whenever you cast a creature spell, choose one, destroy an artifact or enchantment, look at the top five <laughs> cards of your library, put a land from among them on bat on the battlefield tapped, rest of the bottom, or you gain four life. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I need this for uh Karametra and it's not even like it's it's Yeah, it's, this is just it's a this joke is how like, good this is. This thing is yeah. the greatest card I've ever seen. It's it's an aura shards. It's it stabilizes you. It gets me more lands for all my landfall trigger. It does everything. Yeah, it's a five seven. It's a five. five seven, so it's ridiculous. And it's just like okay, five seven. I play my one mana, like mana dork, land war elf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I get Nykthos out of the top five cards? Cool. <laughs> tap for a million. <laughs> play all my well, other it comes cards. Tapped comes, comes in tapped. That's true. It's I, oh it comes to the, the best the sucks. best mode is the aura shards mode, dude. You know how good yeah. aura shards is in Commander. It's so obnoxious when you, someone has an aura shards in play. You almost said when you Eric has aura shards. Yeah, play. Eric. I think I'm the only it's one. So who has annoying. It. No, I have it. I have you it. Have in, it too. Yeah. Karametra. Oh, in Karametra. Yeah. In Karametra. Yeah. I just um, don't play that deck as much anymore. But yeah, it's in that deck, and every time I play that card, it's obnoxious. It's like I just I blow up like five things. Yeah. You, this it, is a it, creature that has that. This like artifact decks are way more prevalent than like any, almost any other style of decks. Or maybe other than token decks. Destroying that. Uh, what's the what's the 
treasure one. Uh, smothering tithe. Just smothering tithe. Smothering tithe yeah. might be one of the most important plays of the game early on. Yeah, and it's also a five. This yeah, this is my number one, man. This thing, this thing's like just straight bust. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is I look at this and I'm like, yeah, Commander is gonna fear that card. Like that card slams down, and you're just like, ah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I like it because it is like crazy, but it's not like comparable because it's not like oh, when it enters the battlefield or a creature enters the battlefield. Or I do like love that. that. It's I agree with you. I so do it can't. It doesn't interact with tokens. Yeah. It doesn't mess around with that stuff. Because how how annoying would that be if it says like oh, if a creature enters the battlefield, and you're like oh, well I cast you know like you know raise the alarm or not raise the alarm, but um like. White Sun, Zenith, end of turn, create, and with my three things at double tokens. Oh, now I have, I like destroy your entire board and I gain 20, 28 life and I just tutor for eight or like ramp for eight cards. So I do like that where it's just like, it's still crazy strong, but it feels fair. Yeah. I agree. It's it's fine. I mean, the four life is a lot too. If if people keep getting. This card's insane. Honestly, I'd like it. this yeah. card is insane. It, like just every mode is relevant, and five mana—that's nothing. Yeah, five mana is is a joke, five and mana. and like triple green doesn't mean as much that as like nothing. triple black that means because triple green's so easy. Is like every every like teamer deck is like essentially base green splashing the two other colors because <laughs> right. green green is so efficient with any, ramp. Any, yeah. I honestly, from what I can tell so far, dude, green is the biggest winner by a country mile. Which, as a commander player, I'm shocked. <laughs> well, you know what? It hasn't been that way for a while. But like, man, this set they went back to it, and man, did they go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Like these green cards are insane. How many do you have left? I only have one left because you. I have one left as well. All right, all right. Well, then my number two. And I wonder if we cross over on this one. If we, if we do, it's uh, I guess That's our I, third. I'm victorious. Or and if we don't, it's a uh, it's a uh, your your win. Is it blue? Uh no. Damn, we are. Wow. Okay, I went with the Defiler of Dreams. Yeah, I I wanted That's to either go. That, this was some of the other cards. The green or blue Defiler, I thought were really good. They're really good, yeah, yeah. The green one's good, but I think the blue one is messed mm-hmm. up. I think the blue one's actually just messed up. It does say the magic words on it. Why yeah. do you just say so what it says? Let's <laughs> let's tell you what this card does. It's a th- uh, Phyrexian Sphinx for three blue blue. It's a four three flyer. As an additional cost to cast blue permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost blue less to cast if you paid life this way. You can only use it once basically is what it's saying yeah. Fre- old phyrexian mana but just one time one time one well. time all your blue permanent spells now have a phyrexian blue in their mana costs instead and hold on though that's not all if that's all it did we would all be like yeah cool that's neat okay no no, no no whenever you cast a blue permanent spell draw a card this is pretty crazy you could just crap through your whole deck of one mana permanent spells and just a turn crap them all out yeah there's so many good blue permit that are either like there's not a whole lot that are just actually just blue and it's mana cost and then that but there's so many that are like one in a blue 
like Archer of Araska. Yep. One in a blue, do this, and now just cost one mana, colorless, one draw a mana, card. Draw a card, one mana, draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this card is insane for Commander. This thing is oh, yeah. like, you're just going to burn through your deck. And Two life does not matter, and drawing cards does, and like, this card's nuts. And keep in mind, too, this is kind of like, I know it costs blue, blue by itself, but this kind of is mana fixing for blue or like non-blue yeah. and you're like blue green deck <laughs> if you're just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I want to hold up my open you can pay that blue mana with two life yeah it's, it's like i want to keep this, this blue blue up for counter spell so what i'm going to do is use two life for the blue and cast my simic spells essentially just for green and then you have the man open to card draw or counter spell or something like that it is a, uh, it's pretty sweet yeah, well, it's you won the bet because that we didn't cross. I can't believe you didn't pick the Fireler of Dreams. I think that. Yeah, I was. I was actually. I hacked into your computer and saw your list <laughs> and I changed it. No, my my top card isn't really like the most powerful card, and it's kind of boring. It's Plaza of Heroes, the land. Um, it has four abilities on a land. Um, which most of the time it means you're not really using you know, any of them, but except for one. But this one is okay. You can tap for a colorless. It enters untapped, by the way. Um, you can add any color of mana to to cast legendary spells. Um, if you have a legendary permanent out, you can tap for a color of those colors. So, and um, basically that means like if you you can tap it to play your commander, and then once you're out, once the commander's out, now it's your commander uh, or with your commander's color identity, you can, you can pay for anything. It just becomes a, uh, any color land, um, three tap exile it target legendary creature gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Yeah. Pretty good. I, I think this is like one of those things that's just like, you should probably just put it in all your decks. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the one thing I will say about it is, I would be slightly careful, not like too, too careful. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it has a place in every single deck. I could see it not going in like monocolor decks. Um, yeah, for sure, right? Because if you, if this is like one of your two lands in the end and you have to test the double black, double, and you don't have your commander out, it doesn't. Yeah, happen. like, and also monocolor decks, a lot of those decks care about like the number of swamps you have or the number of forests anyway. Right. So that, you really have to look at any you're reading my mind, any, Eric. So you know why I now didn't include this in my list necessarily. Yeah. I think it's a very good land. I like that they like didn't hold back. Yeah, yeah. They didn't say enter tapped like, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, only your right, commander. Right? Or I think something I like appreciate that. that. I like that they just kind of put four abilities on it and they're all fine. And I think it's a great yeah. plan. I, I think this is this is uh, kind of exposing our differences in philosophy for just like general deck building, where you love monocolor decks, right? And you're like, I do. Uh, you you have five mono black decks that have a lot of the same <laughs> cards in them. So like a lot of those cards are like, and even I have I have a mono blue deck that I'm that's like, mono I blue don't really want it this devotion, deck. yeah, and yeah, exactly, so, it's devotion. So like, you're like, why would I put any colorless or like? You, you wouldn't need this because like effectively all your basic lands are like command towers. So, but right. If, yeah. They all, so all like fun. barring that and, and barring monocolored decks, I think this is really, really good. Um, because uh, let's, let's be honest. Most of commander is how do I efficiently play my commander? How do I keep it out in the battlefield? So like, and once you, 
it plays your commander perfectly. It's untapped any color to play your commander or any of the legends. Then once you have it out, it's just a command tower. And you can also yeah. sack it to give any legendary creature hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Like having a land that isn't that does anything is pretty good. And this is the kind of land that would be, I would assume, to be like untapped, tasked for colorless, then the last ability. And then the, that would be like, if you really need your commander, this is kind of like a one-time use lightning greave. So like in your deck, <laughs> if it's like you're playing like an artifact heavy style. So the fact that it's untapped and and may, maybe I'm wrong, but. I don't think you are. I think for this card too, what I, my hope for this card is that they include it in like every precon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, this is really annoying. Everyone should have a copy of this. It to me, it doesn't go in every single deck, but it goes in enough decks. Yeah, that like everyone should have a copy or two or three of this. Right. Card. Yeah. Exactly. Like this. This is one of those things that's like you're you're always like, <laughs> and it's not like the other, the other reason to me I didn't include it too is it's not like bust. It's not like gonna break. Like this isn't gonna make me win the game <laughs> no 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 it's not it, it's it's not definitely not it's active not. Like, I, I think like like that nuts yeah and i kind of put it on here just to expose people to like if they if they open it up in their draft pool or like on their prize packs don't be like oh man this is one of the cool don't rare. ignore it yeah true this card if they don't print it everyone this card might be worth fifty dollars in a couple yeah this of years, this could so. easily be one of those lands that's like Oh, I should put this in my deck because I'm building a legend style. Oh, it's fifteen dollars. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> oh, I'd say fifty. I'd say more. I'd say it's just like yeah, it, just, it would dry up. Right. So yeah. So it's one of those cards that like they want to include it in ninety percent of decks. It's yeah. Go up any like, any multicolored deck, and the fact it can save your commander, I think, is again big. Yeah. Again, it's not. It this this is very much unlike the in the like power efficiency cost dynamic it's a it's a land right. that does everything you want to do other than in a mono colored deck where basic lands are your best lands um except for like nixos and stuff like that but yeah it's uh, it's it's kind of like this is the card i was talking about like it's boring but it's going to go in the most decks out of all these out of all these uh cards Yep, makes sense. Makes sense to me. All right, well, let's talk about cards now. You say you want to uh, expose people to more cards. Well, that is the exact reason that we developed this second segment that we call our underrated cards, and it's my favorite segment for yeah. sure. It's like draft chaff turned to like commander staples that no one recognizes. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely more fun to do that because there are some cards out there that are common and uncommon. They're like, oh, not. I mean, sometimes, sometimes we we put rares and mythics on here. But we're just like, no, no, no. This is good. Uh, if if yeah, so, sometimes people are like, oh, I could see it playing out. I'm like, no, this is like good, good. We'll be, we'll put it on <laughs> this there. is the best card ever. You don't understand. But I, I'll start it. I'll kick this off to show you what I mean. This is a card, and and by saying this is underrated this is why i put it in the in the fifth spot i think people know it's probably good but like i i just want to call people's attention to it <laughs> kind of is like where i'm at this is tear asunder okay what does that do so this is one and a green 
And it says, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Well, we know that that's like a card, right? Or sorry, it's not even destroy. It's exile, target artifact or enchantment. These are cards that you should generally play in Commander, by the way. If you didn't, no. But this gives you the added benefit of kicker one in a black. If it was kicked, exile target non-land permanent instead. So it gives you a safety valve and a green-black deck of, I can deal with anything for four mana, or for two mana, deal with... And and, and this is an exile. Yeah, I, so I missed this. I, for, I fully thought this was a sorcery when I first read this. But yeah, being no, no, an instant, instant. Yeah, there you go. That's another deal. important tagline, yeah. like you said. Yeah, instant exiles, one of any of the most important permanents on the battlefield, gives you flexibility for it to be anything you want, or for the cheaper mana cost, probably what you just need anyway. Yeah. I, that's play this card in any four mana card. exile non-land permanent that's just like going right unreal for like there's there's that, that is the card in orja that does that um yeah, utter end. End. yeah it's just two uh white black this is yep. two green black same effect um but same you can effect. just do it kick it off for two if it's like eh, they're not playing graveyard deck i'm just gonna kill their um the world spell right now uh for two mana yeah instant speed Super good, and and like and by kill like again exile is a big yeah exile word. That's, is in commander exile is a if big I it, if this wasn't exile I wouldn't care about it <laughs> yeah let's be like <laughs> right because we have a yeah, million exactly. of those effects right we have a million of those effects but this says exile and I wanted to draw people's attention to it this is like a really good card mm-hmm. and you can play it in any green black deck this is an uncommon from the set that. You know, I could see this card being a $5 uncommon eventually if, if, like, they never reprint it, any other effects like this. It's in exactly those colors. I'm, and- I'm really interested. So, like, so normally my normal response, like, pre-pandemic and the pre-arena would be, like, it's an uncommon. You're going to be able to get it for 50 cents or a dollar or something just because, <laughs> like, standard in paper was like, the, is, was, like, the premier way to play. So... Packs are just being opened all over the place, especially something like as geared towards casual fans. They're just like, look at all these five color cards. They're so great. Um, like me. Um, but now with arena being really popular and after the pandemic, people have become really comfortable with online play. I, I, I could see it being like a little more expensive, but yeah, this is, this is another one of those cards that like in your prize packs or in your draft, if you have one of these, I need to um, just be like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to put this up to the front. And like, you know, when you give your draft draft away or throw it away or something like that, you just like this is definitely a card to, to keep, <laughs> even though it's an uncommon. Uh-huh. Um, I have a uh, black uncommon for oh, this might be for on mine. <laughs> um, it uses the domain mechanic. Uh Yep, this is Shadow on my list. That's my number prophecy. one. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow Prophecy is my number one. Yeah. I think this card is it, real. It, it's like actually just a good card it, if you're not yeah. mono black. Um, so if you're not mono otherwise, black, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so this says domain. It's a it's so two and a black, so three mana uh, value instant. And it's not uncommon. I think you oh, said it's uncommon. common. Yeah, it's you're right. Common. It's common. Yeah, it's just a common. Uh, domain, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Put up to two of them into your hand. The rest on the graveyard, you lose two life. Um, there's kind of like a rare 
that I forget what it's called. <laughs> uh, memory deluge. No, 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 not not memory deluge. Um, or is it memory? Not memory deluge. It's it's a it's the one where it has like equal to number of colors used to cast this spell. I forget what it's called. It's from like cons or something. Um, it's like essentially three mana, same mana cost, and it's you. Mm-hmm. And it's you draw X, lose X, where X is the number of colors used to cast it. Um, that's played all the time in monocolored. This can just be like, oh, I like literally the same thing, except for not literally the same thing, but at instant speed, you essentially like scry three, draw two, lose two. Oh, I know the one you're talking about, the two and a black. Yeah, yeah. It's every, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's super common amongst uh, commander players. But um yeah, because you pay three, lose three, draw. Yeah, exactly. Three, which is kind of the best going rate for the three mana mm-hmm. draw that there is. At four mana, you have an ambitions cost, which is still just draw three, lose yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're, you're saving a whole, a whole mana, mana, which is but this, it, But this is instant speed, and this is like essentially... Kind of the same thing. Five. Yeah, like if you're playing this in a five-color deck, you're scry five, draw two, lose two, which is huge. <sighs> Unbelievable. This is like one of the best instance you know kind of even yeah five colors even in a three color deck i that, that's what i want to point I, in a five color deck this thing's busted in a three color deck i think you could play this uh, yeah. almost every uh, time yeah scry three well maybe not scry three draw two it's 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 look at the top three and take two right which is different than scry. yeah, yeah it's different than scry because, <laughs> because you, you could just you throw all three. three on the bottom and grab the next that's two. true that's an important distinction but yeah i i think it's like it, i mean drawing three and then drawing two like looking at three and choosing two is it's gonna be effectively the same thing because you're very it's a very good chance that at least one of those is like a land you don't yeah, need you or something two anyways. so yeah. it's just like yeah. you're looking for a removal spell you're looking for a creature you're looking for that that enchantment yeah. you're digging for a specific card it doesn't really matter what that the third worst card out of those three is and it being instant is uh is really big for this Uh, yes, so, I, so I, I agree with you so much so that I put that as my number one mm-hmm. card. <laughs> well, you stole that one. Uh, I'll, I'll go to my number four, though. Uh, this is a card that I think maybe should see more play in Commander. It's really popular in, you know, standard formats and uh, Pioneer format for sure, I know. Uh, this is the card Combat Research. So this is a one-mana aura that has enchanted creature whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player you draw a card the distinction here is combat research says if the enchanted creature is legendary it gets plus one plus one and has ward one so if you're going to be attacking with your commander and expecting it to hit why not draw cards and give it ward one and additional plus one plus one for one mana and draw more cards i don't this card just seems really good yeah the um I wish it was like Ward Two or something like that. Make it or give it like flying instead. I think Ward One's annoying enough. I think that annoying that's enough, you think? probably okay. fine. You, your commander's probably hard enough to get rid of anyway. Yeah, that's true. And also, like, if you're planning on attacking, <laughs> I'm just thinking. And it, like, it, it's kind of like this um, positive feedback loop where, like, if you're building a deck where you want combat research, your commander already has unblockable or flying or like Skulk or something anyway. So, right. um, and 
yeah, coming like in coming from uh, I remember you know like the mono blue tempo deck that won one of those pro tours that basically was right, built around right. these cards. Really popular in constructed formats. Yeah, and it, this definitely can be. You could stack these abilities up there all over the place and get like a real annoying uh style deck where you're just like okay i'm gonna attack you for like now two i'm gonna draw because like it the commander itself has this ability now this card has ability it's like oh man this guy's drawing like three cards a turn now <laughs> i was gonna say, so like let me ask you are you happy if this card draws you one card no i don't think so you're not why why not why wouldn't you be happy if this card gets gives you the card back and you've got to play an enchantment that might have synergies you got to protect your legendary that might have synergies. Well, one because because I I don't play opt in my decks, and so that would kind of. But this is not opt. <laughs> this has a much higher opt. No, no, but th- I think that's kind of my point. Where like I need that higher upside. Like the floor is. This no. has the higher upside. That's what I know, I'm but you. but we're talking about the floor here. Where I'm happy, <laughs> like the floor is low enough. Where, I mean, th- this is why it's underrated, right? Like this, like. Thunder it. Like, I agree. I, I yeah. I, the I floor think so, right? is. That's why I'm including it. You be also if it only draws you one card, the that floor, means your floor is the floor is any card, any enchantment card is right. Exactly. You play it, but they remove yeah. your die. But but the but the floor of this card's not even that bad because if you spent one mana. Who cares? You spent one mana. I don't. I think care. the the overarching circumstances is if you've only drawn one card, that meant all your creature or like this creature is dead that you cast it on. So you've. You like you need to recast all this other stuff. I don't know. Still, my investment was one mana. Like, how I, I can't really be that right disheartened and destroyed by me spending my one mana and you got rid of my guy. I go, ah, oh, shoot. That's true. You know, I I don't know. I, I think the floor is not as low as people assume it is on a card like this. I think it should probably see more play. Well, I have a I have. I know, like a card like Curiosity sees more play because it doesn't have the combat damage text on it oh the, well the, the combo upside for curiosity is, is yeah so you'll see, the, you'll see that card really different but i think combat research is something that probably should see more play um well i have another one mana card to throw at you uh it's an uncommon black cut down uh I think this card sucks. <laughs> uh, this is a... It's just a black, instant, destroyed target creature with total power and toughness, five or less. This is like an extreme meta call. Um, <laughs> uh, I yeah, agree. <laughs> so this is one of those cards that I don't recommend putting in just like, if you just go to your local game store and play, because it... Yeah, I think it'd be very disappointed in this Yeah, card. so this is one of those cards like... Um, but... Man, it's. I think we think of Commander as like every card. Like we talked about, everything's a four man. Like everything's a four mana four four. 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 Yeah, four. But four. like also that's that's also just like just not true. Like there's so many commanders that are like two ones that do a million things, or like you know, um, Esper Sentinels a one one. So like it would be cool yeah. just to get rid of that thing right away. Uh, there's lots of early stuff. Um, I think if you notice your playgroup playing a lot of stuff, that's just like, oh man, this is just like a two mana, or t- like a uh, X mana two two that does everything. You could this is just a one mana kill like half the cards. 
Yeah. I, I'm not saying just, it's in, crazy. In, in Commander, I think people. Yeah, the one thing to me is I, I in a, in Commander, I sometimes it is the difference, but to me, I I'd rather play the two mana kill anything I want. Because I just I know from experience five toughness or five total power toughness or less is extremely hard. That that's really they narrowed it by a lot in Commander. Everything that they're printing nowadays is huge. See, I, I you know they're, they're printing five fives for two mana now. I mean it's it's like unbelievable. But they're, they're but they're also printing like two ones that are insane in Commander too, like. Yeah, but I can kill all of those things with my two mana card. That's true, and, and again, this is, I'm not saying this is the strongest card in the world here. When we're talking about th- right. this, is kind of like like you're not saying put your uh, put but your. I mean, uh, this is one of those underrated cards that I think is is I w- I would never even include in my decks. I just I just don't think I'd ever get to that point. Right, and I I, I kind of put this to the same level of your like your aura thing where it's just like there's a lot of cards that do it slightly better but if you want to put it in the deck i think it'll do stuff i don't know if it does it slightly better than combat research though that gives it the ward one text on it which is i don't know it's pretty good all right what's your next card (laughs) my next card this one's pretty generic for commander and i think you can agree on this one is the urborg repossession what does that one do? So this is one singular black mana for a sorcery that says return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. You gain two life. I like that two life. That's what that one mana spell does. But you can kick it for one and a green. And if you kicked it, you not only <laughs> but get wait, to return target more. creature from your graveyard to your hand and gain two life, you also then get to return another target permanent card now from your graveyard to your hand. So for three mana, you've now returned two cards from your graveyard to your hand and gained this, two life. This is super sweet. And just the way you went about describing the card is very much the uh, late night. I sold it very late well. Night, right? like, but wait, hold on. That's that's not all. You get, you get the creature. You get the other permanent for just two installments of two mana or less. <laughs> I just like the more and more. And I if play you play this like at sorcery speed, you can get like two that. life for free on us with free shipping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, these cards are so good always. I've never returned something from my graveyard and been unhappy. Like every time it happens, I'm like, this is the best card I could have drawn. And it's back in my hands now. Everyone tried to destroy it, but now I have it back. You tried to kill it's me. It's really good. In Commander. Bottom line is, if you have this card in your hand, they can kill your commander, and you can use this to get your commander back for one mana, which reduces your attack. You know, right. if it killed your commander four times, and just and with back, like this saves you from that, and with like no that. risk because the 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 no, risk no. before of doing this before they change. I mean, we're talking about this like this happened two years ago, but it pro- I forget when the rule changed, but it probably was like <laughs> seven years ago at this point. But originally. Mm-hmm. If your commander went to the graveyard and you were like, I'm going to send it to the graveyard and they exiled your graveyard, it was gone. It was <laughs> you, you, you had no commander for the rest of the they game. They bad command zone rules yeah, back then. And, That's why tucking was a uh, big condemn. deal. The counter spells that said, now put your, yeah, condemn. Or what was the, 
What was the ex- hinder? Hinder? Yes. <laughs> hinder was the big counter it was, spell. It was rough out there when you when you attacked with your commander and they had one white. You're like, please be path to exile, <laughs> please. My favorite thing to do was everyone started playing the gods from Theros, who yeah. was still active during the Theros time, and I played the card that said shuffle an enchantment or an artifact. Into it was like your no, <laughs> and it was it, so I shuffled. It was God like three mana and a sorcery, and you like gain two life, two, two mana, two but mana. still, it was like two it was like mana. not a good card, but. Against like everyone was playing these enchantment creatures now, and it was just like Boston. it just rinsed some people. So good. But yeah, the, so, so now good. if you put it to the graveyard and they go like exile it, you're just like, oh well. Uh, yeah. You 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 yeah. you you've Shoot, countered my Urborg recession, uh, repossession. Oh well. And if you've kicked it, like th- they have to exile your whole graveyard because you're targeting two different separate things. So. I, this card's crazy. I don't know. Like, there's no other card that for three mana gets you back two separate things from your graveyard that are mm-hmm. important. Yeah, this is kind of the interesting really cool um, discussion between like. So obviously, Ewit is like the card that everyone thinks about, and it's like, okay, well, Ewit is yeah, that's quote, three quote, mana and gets you e- one thing. But like, oh, like, hear me out. Just anything. Um. So the the common discussion was like Ewit's better because it's a creature. You could do all the stuff with it. You could tutor a lot of green stuff, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. But then it's just like, mm, it's only a two one. <laughs> and like, right. Yeah. And the, is the creature, unless you're devoting all, like people would just play Ewit over like regrowth or this Urborg repossession, just because everyone says Ewit is better, but it's like, do you have any way to flicker Ewit? Like, no, uh, it's like, <laughs> no. Then okay. Why, why, why are you, you spending three mana to do something when you get two <laughs> cards for three mana? Yeah. And two life and there. two Remember, life. And there's, but wait, but wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> if you kick this card now while it's on the stack, we can give you two whole life points added to your life total. Remember, one of my favorite cards in that Strixhaven deck was that it's four mana and you get two cards and gain the life for mm-hmm. each of them. I mean, that card's incredible. I love that card. Uh, what's it called? Healing Ritual or something right. like that. Whatever that cycle's called. And you end, I ended up gaining like 10 life, getting back my two best cards for four mana. And I'm like, there we, we go. go. We're good to go. Let's do this. Yeah, so this card's crazy. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about a rare. Um, this is Ooh. Silver Scrutiny. Um, this is an... Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, this is the draw yep, card, So right? X blue blue, when you cast... Uh, so it says draw X cards. And you're like, Eric, there's better, more efficient ways to do that. But... As this other ability, if you cast uh, Silver Scrutiny as as you may cast it as though it had flash, you can guess at instant speed if, if X is three or less. So you can do instant speed right. five mana, draw three, or sorcery speed draw X, which is a standard standard card. card. Yeah. I think that flexibility is like actually pretty important. I, like I think practically hmm. staring at this card in the decks that want it, like. You're, you do, like you don't normally put X draw cards, X spell draw cards in your deck anyway. Yeah, I typically shy away from these. I don't like in general spending all my mana. I mean, th- that that's the whole point that like you say right. about the flexibility, exactly. though, right? Is like I you don't have to tap out to spend it, your turn drawing exactly. All your cards. You just leave it. Leave and it like, there. sure, if there was a spell that says five mana draw three, you're not like super happy about it. It's fine if for an instant speed. Yeah. 
that that's my only that's my only gripe about this one why i probably wouldn't even include it because i wouldn't include an instant speed draw yeah you know if if it was just the top part even it was the instant part of the card and the sorcery part to me like i already mentioned doesn't matter right so like i wouldn't play half so i'm just like yeah but (laughs) yeah exactly and i think but i think this is one of the situations where having the option is pretty nice like if you're playing this, like yeah. in in Simic Ramp style decks, having these expel draw cards can just be mm. insane. Like if you have 14 mana out, just be like, okay, I'm going to draw 10 and I still have enough mana up for a counterspell or something. Right. But if you right. don't want to spend your mana because you're like, yeah, oh, these expels, that's so true. Expels at the end of the game are insane. <laughs> yeah, they're just game breaking sometimes. And yeah, at the end of the game, these things turn insane. And I think this, like, this, this so kind of like what you're saying is at the end of the game this card's this card's really good but the instant speed good, kind of yeah, pushes yeah. it more towards like I can use this in the middle game if I thought I was going to have to counter something True. and then be like well I might as well draw three right now at the end of the turn right right um right, again right. so I, I see what you're saying with this card then yeah um not busted by any means definitely an underrated card because like I I normally wouldn't bat an eye on this card this would be one of those cards that like I had in my binder and if I'm building a blue deck and I see it I'm like whatever a card that draws a bunch of cards is never going to be bad for your deck. yeah like, that's always cool. it and I forgot if I said this before the technical difficulties but yeah it, it's definitely one of those cards that like you have your your binder and you're just pulling out cards for your blue deck and this makes the 150. And then when you cut down your <laughs> roster to the hundred, usually it's like I don't know, <laughs> put it off to yeah, the side. Yeah, I ne- I never include this effect after that. Right, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it, it, you know, you look at this and you're probably like, it costs too much, you know, because a, a three right. mana draw one at instant speed is probably not ever going to be played. I would imagine that's just not. Yeah, it, time. it is. Um, it, it's definitely one of those cards that like you wouldn't play three blue blue instant speed draw three cards you would never put that in your deck but that doesn't mean it's it's like it it doesn't mean that it is not useful when you have five mana and it's about to be your turn you're like i'd like to draw three cards um <laughs> so you need a reason to have the other mode but knowing that the first mode is also on the table in the middle game i don't know yeah. it's, it's not always great but if you have draw card synergies might as well right my my last one is is a uh, is a pick that it overperformed. I played one Dominaria draft so far, and it overperformed there, and that got me kind of thinking. Like you know, this might be insane in Commander as well. Uh, this is the Warhosts Frenzy. This is two and a red for an instant creatures you control get plus two plus zero until end of turn. So far. Nothing exciting. You wouldn't play Fine. that. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... kicker is a black. So for four <laughs> But mana, here's the kicker. Yeah. But here's the kicker. Two black red. Creatures you control get plus two plus zero. Oh, and whenever a creature you control dies this turn, you draw a card. Yeah, this feels a lot like a... Like you're playing like a black red sacrifice aggro deck, and you're just like, I have a bunch of devil tokens or something. I'm gonna play this, hit you for like twenty, and then yeah. just sack all my car or like like sixteen damage, 
I'm just going to sack all my cards and I'm going to draw eight cards and I'm going to have a very good time. There's a lot of situations I can see this being useful. That one you detailed is is certainly one, but blocking also comes to mind. It does not good. that you have to be attacking. So you can block, give all your blocking creatures an extra plus two plus oh that your attacker was not expecting. Yeah, to trade really positively. And not only trade positively, you also drew a bunch of cards for all your crap that died. Like, this could swing a game for sure. And yeah, also, and like, like, it's floor to me is like, I could end a game with this. I attack with five creatures, out of no, and they declare no blockers, because, like, what's the threat? You're attacking with five one ones, And all of a sudden, you play, you slam this down, and you're like, now fif- they're 15. all three ones. Yeah. yeah. And, that like, crap people out of nowhere. You're not... With all these modal cards, there are you're kind of just accumulating edge cases until you figure out that, okay, enough of these edge cases add up to sufficient number of games that it's going to apply to. Um, So like, also you wouldn't put this card specifically in your deck, but for four mana, someone casts wrath of God. You could be like, about four mana. I'm going to draw seven cards. cards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like if this is the, if this is the last card in your deck, you're not upset. If you have just a bunch of blockers, you're like, okay, yeah, that's like that's where the translation for me. I didn't know quite where to put it because I, you know, in 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 uh, limited, I'm attacking with like two creatures and then like slamming this card down, trading off both of my creatures for both of their creatures and drawing two cards. And I'm like, that was nuts. That was busted. And I'm like, I I imagine in Commander that'd be just as good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, it is interesting because like f- four mana. It, it is a lot, but if you can, like, draw, if you can, like, engineer scenarios where, like, oh, man, I'm trading off a bunch of stuff, and I get to draw three cards out of this, and I can do a bunch of stuff, it's like, okay, I, again, adding all this stuff up together, you can, yeah. you can convince yourself. You need to play, like, what we were talking about, like, a devil token deck or something, because if you have, like, three, sure. three five fives, yeah. no one's really going to attack into you, so, like, right. you can't really do the block thing. Um, so yeah, this feels I think like, this like a really good, but it's gotta be played in the, in the, yeah, the, you have a bunch of creatures basically is, is, yeah. is what you need. That's its requirement, which to me, that's not a very big, the, the, the blocking scenario I think is the best. It's scenario. really good. Yeah. It's really, it's really messed up when you get, uh, out of nowhere. We were talking about you yeah. traded things that they weren't expecting. And then you ended up drawing a bunch of cards. Well, you say the blocking scenario is the best, but like also winning the game is a scenario that this card right, yeah. puts you in a position of. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, like not, I, obviously, not a bad but spot for this card to be like, right. But like win the game, if, if the, you're it's in the works. Yeah. But it, like a bunch of cards will satisfy that condition for yeah, four yeah, mana yeah. at that point. But I was saying like this, like that's where this card is like, Oh man, I have like five goblin tokens. And it's like, okay, I'll tack with my like seven, seven trample, eight, eight trample. Like, okay, what are you gonna do? Like kill all your goblin tokens. It's like, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and kill your stuff and draw five. And draw five. That is correct, <laughs> sir. I will take the, <laughs> I'll take the 10 damage. Draw five cards and kill your two creatures for four mana. That's something. So there good. you go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I. There you go. So so you realize the potential, and that's what's mm-hmm. important. I think that it's it's hidden in this card. You know, it's not. It's You're not right. evident. Um. Yeah. This this is definitely the it fail or it um not fails, but it lacks in people's judgment purely by the um by the uncommon symbol. You know, like 
Yeah. Oh, it's probably not very good. Um, I have um, a card that is not, it's also a rare. This is like objectively powerful, but I think people will just ignore it for like non logical reasons. It's a shadow right priest. Uh, this is in my favorites category. It's so sweet. I freaking um, love this card. Uh, it's a two mana two two human cleric with sick art. Um, it says it other clerics art. you control get plus one plus one, and it says three black black tap sacrifice another cleric. Search your library for a black creature card. Put it on the <laughs> battlefield, then shuffle. And I I was just like, pe- people will be like. It says cleric on the in the you know or or not oracle text like the rules text twice. I'm not playing a cleric deck. Why would I put this card in my deck? I'm like because you can get any black card. You mean? <laughs> yeah, like if any if you're oh, if you're insane. if your commander is black and is subtype cleric. Yes, you should put this card in your deck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's and like, I believe one of my two of mine are clerics. Um... Ayara isn't, but Liliana is a cleric. Mm-hmm. And oh no, he's a wizard. Okay, I was gonna say Indrixar, okay. but no, he's a wizard. So I only have one. But no, I, this this card's incredible. <laughs> this card's insane. So sweet, yeah. Because it's just like, oh, I get to five mana and sacrifice like my commander that will come back. Um, is a uh, I get to tutor. Well, I mean, Eric, everyone listening a... to this show is also playing Maskwood Nexus. So we don't even have Well, exactly. If you don't play Maskwood Nexus in all of your decks, <laughs> get out of then, here. Then stop listening. <laughs> then to leave. Yeah. Um, we play Maskwood Nexus in every we're, deck. <laughs> we're we're Maskwood Nexus people, okay? <laughs> that's just who uh, we are as a people. That's who we are as a person. And but yeah, it's it's like it's kind of crazy. You're just like, wait, I get to tutor and just put it on the battlefield. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, this I think, card was in my favorites for that reason. I think this card's actually incredible. Um, I think one, two, three, four. I only did four. Oh, then then take a pick. Grab it. Just, um, just something, right? Just grab something. Man, so this is also... I don't know how good this is, but I'm just going to talk about it anyway. Um, <laughs> temporary Lockdown. Um, oh, it, yeah. I don't know how good it is either. I, I, yeah. I feel like for Commander, generally we're, we're, we're the effects about. in Commander aren't very good. Yeah, so it's one white-white enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, uh, exile each non-land permanent with mana value two or less until it leaves the battlefield. So, in my head, this is the card What's that... What's amazing Brett about it, right, is wants, that it gets rid of all tokens. It's all tokens. Yeah, this is yeah. enchantment that says exile all yeah. tokens. Yeah, and I'm a very big fan of that. Um, and it might hit one or two other things. I am, but like, obviously the downside is anything that isn't exiled. will just come yeah. back. If this thing is Player destroyed, comes back. If this is destroyed, yeah. I have like a sneaking suspicion that permanent board wipes are like actually, like actually better than we think. Because there's so many things that interact with permanence. Like, okay, they destroy right. this. Like, okay, I cast my sorcery that brings it back. And now I can do it again. Like I right. love the out of time board wipe. I think it's right. awesome. And I was a lot just going to ask, like, does this come from the out of time experience where you're going? Yeah, like, this is straight I, busted, actually. Yeah, I think I think if I didn't experience out of time in a lot of my decks that, and I haven't 
you know, I just love it so much. I don't think I'd be even really like looking at this card because it's a two CMC thing. But like, man, like obviously removal Which spells. Does not do, we should say this does card not, do it is it not out of time. time. Yeah, it definitely it's not, does not. Out of time is This is no out play. of time. If you guys haven't experienced yet, play it in your play group and you'll also go, oh, damn. We have no solutions to this. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, wait, all my all my equipment? All my go? commanders are phased out and I can no longer play my commander? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? And then it's all, busted in commander. And it also interacts like specifically three CMC permanents. Like there's another um, big creature here, which is going to be on a lot of other people's top 10 lists. Sarah Paragon. So yeah, you can cast a, uh, a mana value three or less card from your from your graveyard right uh, so you can cast the temporary lockdown you can cast temporary lockdown for lockdown yeah it, that's true um that's true so i i think being a permanent also like sun titan gets it back there's a lot of stuff that interacts with permanence um including your opponent's removal spells unfortunately oh it's a good call it's a good call i'm glad you brought it up then because i mean I just, just to bring that topic up in general is mm -hmm. true I would have just gone with like any read ahead saga because I think they're all underrated. <laughs> yeah, one of those is in my I think favorites. Every okay, yeah, I think every single read ahead saga is like something you can consider for any deck. Also, like, just I just old. I love the flavor of read ahead because it's like the sagas are this like this story that's unfolding, <laughs> and and, and <laughs> as Magic players, we're like, I just want to get to the end. Just just get me to the last chapter as fast as you can. And it was just like, okay, we'll just make sure, it. I want okay, the card Jesus Christ! And everyone's like, all right, Jesus, the card's all right, good. Fine. Then. fine, all right, Whatever. just go to the last chapter. It's like fine. <laughs> We'll make the card good then. We'll make Shit. the card good. Wow. Jesus right, Christ, come on! <laughs> was that your, okay? So that was your last underrated then. So we're uh, yeah, one, one, two, one, three, four, favorites. five. That was five. All right, let's kick off some of our favorites. I'll I'll start with uh, with one that I think I'm just gonna play in a bunch of decks. The Micromancer. Oh the, yeah, I like this one. The, the Micromancer is three and a blue for a three-three human wizard. When he enters the battlefield, search your library for an instant or sorcery card with mana value one. Reveal it and put it in your hand. So it tutors up any instant or sorcery that has exactly one as its casting cost. Mm -hmm. uh, this, awesome. this, this is definitely a card you'll see more played with more experienced uh, players because then yeah. they'll have vampiric tutor, mystical tutor, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, true. In Commander, it does, it does mean... There's a bunch of tutors. I'm just more excited. I, I like playing a lot of really random blue. You know, I have a mono blue wizard deck that mm -hmm. I just have a bunch of spells. And, like, it's just cool that I could just search up maybe something useful. It's just a yeah. cool card. And, like, I like cards like this, too, because you put this in your deck and you're like... And, you know, I, this... this I don't, I don't mean to go back to one of my obviously correct, I'm never wrong about anything, callbacks to a cut down. But it's just like, then you're like, you know what, maybe I will put like Fatal Push in my deck instead of this two mana one because it works with this. And I, I like right. when cards kind of force you to reconstitute your deck in a way that isn't just like chalk. Like, yeah. oh, these are the most popular I'll cards. Also, I'll give you one of my secret texts for this card in particular. Ooh. Secret uh, knowledge. Yeah. It costs a lot of mana, but this is something really cool that you can do. You can search up the spell Dizzy spell that I include in a lot of my decks, which is a mm -hmm. transmuted spell. So you can transmute the Dizzy spell, and then you get anything that costs one mana. Mm. 
Hmm. So you Micromancer, you, so you get the dizzy you spell, play and you transmute seven that mana to get one. Yeah, you paid seven mana to get the exact thing you want for a tutor effect. But that's the kind of player I am. So hey, and we're <laughs> we're not gonna neg you for it. My yeah, man. And that's I am just a, who I am. I am a huge fan of like, ooh, I have these five cards that work together. Like you could just play this one card that costs half the mana. Yeah, it's like yeah. shut that up. Is, that is my, my life thing. story, dude. Yeah. In, in commander for certain. Like that's the kind of crap that I get. My tutors generally just find me more ways to find other crap they, they don't actually find me the thing i'm like no but i'm gonna tutor for this which allows draw this. me to find this later on the epitome <laughs> of like it could be anything it could even be a boat <laughs> yeah literally, like, that's exactly what i do <laughs> okay so my one of my favorites i'm just gonna cut to the chase with the <laughs> with the read ahead uh nice. one i love this uh the phasing zalfir Sorry, the phasing of Zelfir. So it's uh, two blue blue for a saga with Read Ahead. Chapters one and two. This was the first one they revealed with Read Ahead, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And it's understandable because this is definitely one of the ones that's like, we need this. Like, it wouldn't work without Read Ahead. (laughs) Yeah, Um, 100%. 100%. um, The phasing of Zelfir. Chapters one and two are the same. They they say, another target non-land permanent phases out. It can't phase in for as long as you control the phasing of Zelfir. Which is kind of odd wording now that I read it out loud. Because, like, out of time just says, like, oh, it phases out until this leaves the battlefield. I'm surprised they didn't word it the same way. Well, I kind of um, like oh, the way that they worded this because it means when it dies, then you get an upkeep and it phases in. It actually right, kind of yeah, makes that's more true. sense as this. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely phasing right. Phasing is supposed to work on upkeep, on upkeep, but without of time, I think they just phase in immediately after it leaves. Which is that, that's weird. correct. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and chapter three is destroy all creatures. For each creature destroyed this way, its controller creates a two-two black Phyrexian creature token. Um, so this is kind of like, I want to say like the only just straight up four mana board wipe that in also blue. creates a bunch of creature tokens um, in blue. In blue um, for sure, yeah. Because there's everything five mana in blue green. That's and there's like, everything. yeah, and it's stuff like um, Turn to Swine, which is really popular. Exiles. Exiles. You know, and also creates stuff. Um, I like this. And so obviously the the stock play here is I play this on like two or something or one and phase out two of my creatures, destroy all the creatures. But I kind of like also that you can just be like, Hey, that Avenger, Avenger, or sorry, the, um, Zendikar's resurgence. I'm going to phase it out for three turns just so you don't get, it'll come back, but it's like, I don't have anything to deal with it now. We're just going to make you not draw a bunch of cards or have a couple of mana. Cool, yeah, especially like permanent like that, right? Something that's true because it does, it states permanent, which yeah. is really cool. I didn't even consider that. It's like usually you'd think about just phasing out creatures so that they won't get destroyed. But like the fact that, yeah, it can remove someone's permanent, their, their giant enchantment that's winning them the game. Yeah. Their like immortal it, suns, they're, you know, these crazy. Immortal suns. Yeah, just like get rid of them for a couple turns. Rest in peace. If you're just like, man, I just need this thing gone. To I totally did not consider that angle. That's really cool. Yeah, and they'll come back. And also, like in blue, particular for some reason, I'm just like don't care at all that I'm giving them tokens because I'm just like okay, evacuation. (laughs) They're all destroyed anyway. Uh, 
Yeah, but I just for like, some reason. I, I feel like for was, this card, for sure, like ninety percent of the time, I'm going to say it's just played on three. And that's it's yeah, 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 exactly. Well. The I, base I cost. It's four mana. I, I really love God, that, that thing you outlined with the one and two, but that's such a corner case. I feel like this is just it is, this is just a, a four mana sorcery. Case. Yeah, exactly. Four mana sorcery. And like vanilla tutus are so not important unless you're playing against like a token deck. (laughs) I'm just like, ooh, I'm just upgrading all their tokens. But um but yeah, I think I think this is it's kind of cool. I love it in my faves. I don't think it's gonna really see a whole lot of play. That's fun. Nice. I love it. All right. Well, you stole my number four, but luckily I have a replacement for it because I kind of like tied two cards into my third slot. Because they are very similar but different. <laughs> they're uh, just completely different cards. I just want no, to. they're both. It was just really funny because it's both the rare Rita heads, but in black and red, the colors that I play. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the black one's the Cruelty of Gix. This is three black, black Rita head. Its first chapter is target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a creature or planeswalker card from it and discard that card. So not very good. For five mana, you're like literally casting a one mana spell called Despise. Yeah. Super not good. But you can skip ahead to level two, which is a three mana spell called Grim Tutor. Search your library for a card. Put that card in your hand. You lose three life. That's Grim Tutor. We all know it. We love it. We play it. You're spent five mana to play that, but... There's still a third step. The third step is put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That is a five mana spell. That's rise from the grave. So you mm. literally got a one mana spell, three mana spell at two, five mana spell at three. If you get a, and you probably get all three for this card. I feel like the read ahead though is really important here. That's the whole yep. thing about this read ahead. It's so important because <laughs> yeah, you exactly. can just skip right to the tutor. Or, if you can win the game by returning that creature from a graveyard onto the battlefield, you skip to three, and you yeah. do it, and that's done. That crater hoof that was countered or something. Yeah, you play the crater <laughs> hoof, and right. you're done. You win the, game. win the game. You don't have to worry about it. This, if, this if, is... you're, if you just want the value, you start at one. You get barely in it, something at one. But then the next turn, you're tutoring and have all your mana open. Yeah, <laughs> so and I do, I do like, especially, especially like how one and three work together because it's like, yeah. okay, I want to play this card in five, but there's no cards in any graveyards. Sometimes that happens if you're playing this on turn right. four or something and you just be like, okay, I'm just going to play this. This guy's playing a lot of big creatures. I'm going to make him discard yeah, a big one. He might one have so something in his hand, yeah. right? Yeah. I want to so get it out of his hand. It's ne- it, d- it never feels dead because then it's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not really playing against anything, anybody that has like big creatures or creatures. Maybe it's tribal decks or something. You'd be like, right, I'm going to tutor for something and then make them whatever. And then five mana tutor, not the best card. Um, but like, I don't know, tutoring has a very low floor. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially in commander, right? You do like, get the best. Yeah, like uh, people don't uh, like tutors unless it's like the like the big stuff because you usually can't play it. But like commander cards are just all so good now. They're all good. They're all good. It's yeah, all it, hitters. It's just all good. It's kind of like when my my soapbox top five on power card, where it's like, yeah, like sure, one mana instant speed tutor is is better than this, but like, man, you can get you can just win the game after you tutor. It <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> sounds pretty good to me. Um, Absolutely. So I'll save my next one then for for my third because you still have three more to go, right? Four more. I have four more. Yeah, yeah. So you I'll went first, mine. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um. This is a card. It's it's more 
it's less like actually my favorite, but like this card, as soon as I saw it, it like harkens back to a simpler time in Commander. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, Soul Canar, the Tainted. Um, this oh, nice. it's yeah. it's the two king, right? Yeah. Um, this is a uh, two in Grixis, so five mana for a five five Elemental Demon. Um, at the beginning of your end step, choose one that has been chosen. One. Uh, Sorry, I'm saying one just in order, not number of mana or anything. So first option, draw a card. Second option, each opponent loses two life. You gain two life. Third option, Soul Canard the Tainted deals three damage to up to one other target creature, a Planeswalker. The fourth option is exile it, return to the battlefield under control, which will obviously reset your choices. Um, <laughs> this, like, this is... card's so cool. It's so sweet. It doesn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> because like commander now is like so focused on your synergy and your theme that it's like yeah, any cards outside yeah. your theme it just needs to be super efficient card draw removal or something else that um to justify putting it in your deck so like yeah. having this as a commander or in the 99 it just doesn't do enough regardless <laughs> of what deck it is but like right. when we just started out playing this would be the card i'm like Hell yeah. This card's sweet. <laughs> Look at what it does. The card's like, so cool. It's so cool. It I is so it. cool. And I love it. And like, this is kind of one of the other cards that's like, okay, I want to make a commander deck that's really around this non-legendary card or enchantment or creature or anything. This is the theme. So I just kind of need just a generic Grixis card. And it's like, oh, and you can find better ones. You can find the Grixis commander that probably tutors or something. But Gosh darn it! I'm gonna make it a Soul Canard tainted deck. No one's you gonna know, have any idea I what my deck's about. Would never worry about getting to that fourth step because no creatures in Commander last five turn cycles. So that's that's very true. <laughs> so <laughs> fortunately, you do. And the if it was back then, this would definitely be beginning of your upkeep. But it is end step, so you do get to draw a card right away or kill yep. something right away. That's small. Yep. But that again, I wish one that's going to matter. Yeah, it's I, like, I know, wish it was four damage um, instead of three. Yeah, they, they um, commented. I remember they revealed this card during the the spoilers, and they were like, "We had to make it like not that good, otherwise the game would just end." Because of uh, this is balanced for standard. This card's in standard, right? Yeah, that that's also true. This definitely if they, feels. If like this a were balanced card. for commander, they would have you know gone up to four. They would have you know they would have made him yeah. higher, but they had to balance it for standard. So. That's why it's... it's oh, sorry. Little... Then return to the battlefield under an opponent's control. Sorry. This right. card is way so sweeter than I thought. You can yeah. get it back because it'll come back under your uh, your control after they've gone through the four cycles. Exactly. No, this... I I just saw Exile at Return to the Battlefield. I completely missed it wasn't under your control. I thought it was under owner's control. Oh, really? I oh, completely no, forgot. Yeah, I didn't see this. This card is it. even better. Yeah, this <laughs> card's amazing. Oh, Eric, I thought that's why you chose the card. I, no, I, I was like... I was like, oh, this would be the card I'd be super excited about building around. <laughs> There'd be the sweet Soul Canar commander deck. I expect deck. you to build a Soul Canar deck now because because oh, now I, I have I to. Want, you have to. This card is so. I would love nothing more to play against someone playing this deck. This is one of the yeah, coolest cards. Th- I've ever this seen. is like if somebody across from you is playing a Soul Canar, the tainted deck. You know yeah, you're in you're for like, a good yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like okay, I'm at the right table. This yes. is a good table. This okay. Is good cool. stuff. I'm excited. All right. I'll move on to my next, which I already spoiled was going to be the red of the read ahead cycle. 
the Elder Dragon War. Which is pretty on theme for just EDH in general. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one that, like, oh, my God. Read Ahead is so good. Dude. I'll tell you. Read Ahead is just insane. Uh, two Red Red. First chapter, Elder Dragon War deals two damage to each creature and each opponent. That's one of those effects. That's so perfect as a level one, too. Because right. it's like, if that matters, that matters a lot. If that wipes well, out, like, yeah. four of your opponent's things. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, like, I'm going to attack you with 40 sapperlings unless you do anything. And you're like, <laughs> yes, Dragon here War, we go. Bam, clear it all out. Yeah, incredible. Chapter two. Discard any number of cards and then draw that many cards. I will remind everyone that sagas trigger in your first main phase. After you draw. No, they trigger after you draw a card. After you draw, yeah. Okay. So before your main phase. Before the main phase. After you draw. So you will be, if you've started on one and you go to two, you will have a card in hand. You won't be empty handed. Mm -hmm. If you started on two, then it's going to be whatever's in your hand as as soon as you play the card, of course. But if you want to get rid of your cards, go ahead. <laughs> go right to two. Uh-huh. You need to draw cards. And then level three, make a 4-4 dragon with flying. Awesome the, card. This card yeah, is cool. This is like benefits the most from read ahead. Because if you so, care about you like you're gonna care about one of these one of these abilities, and you're not gonna care about the rest of them <laughs> at any given point in time. Uh like this could just be in parallel. Like four mana choose one of these and you're like oh okay that, that could be a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> but you get all of them um yeah, if you get all of them if you start at one but yeah um, one is the most impactful if it matters it's like and then you getting the rest of these things is like oh just bugging. yeah the number two you you do it if you have synergies with discard or draw cards yeah. um these are usually I the cards in your card. deck are good. So you I'll want just play this card everywhere and just see how it does. And I feel like I'm always going to like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like, card you just like. like, you would never play four mana for four dragon with flying. But like, if they are being attacked by a three, three that has like <laughs> when it deals combat damage, draw a card, you're not going to be upset about it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So that's my, that's my uh, number three then. Um, my number three is Ivy Gleeful Spell Thief. Ah, yes. This is my favorite legendary creature, yeah, I think, as a commander. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is not, I, I know we usually just talk about 99 stuff, but this is like, you can no, really this, only play as this a commander, commander. I think this is the coolest commander they printed by far. Yeah. So it is a two mana, uh, two one fairy rogue with flying. Um, whenever a player casts a spell that targets only a single creature other than Ivy, you may copy that spell. The copy targets Ivy. So um, if they try to buff their own creature, you can buff Ivy. If they kill one of your creatures, you don't have to kill Ivy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the wording on this card is impeccable. Like they, they finally did this. They're just like, okay, I've we found a way to been make in it the love way. With, uh, the golem card. Oh, the gold. Oh, um, yeah, precursor golem. Precursor golem. I love precursor golem. Five mana, you get nine power worth of crap, mm-hmm. and anything you cast affects the other two. It's an incredible card. It's one of my favorite cards to play. Yeah, and but the, so the cool thing with Ivy is it, it's not just instant sorceries; it's also permanent cards. So if yeah, you have another thing, you can auras are one thing 
Um, you could also get cool creature tokens of mutate and yes. bestow. <laughs> you can, so if you have like all these sweet like bestow things, it's just a token bestow. Yeah, and it's like one of those cards too, right? Like you mentioned these crazy ones. If they ever invent a new one, just like, yeah, he works the, with that. <laughs> like, it, like we can't say that there isn't going to be a planeswalker aura. Or something that like, <laughs> oh, when it leave when it comes attached from a creature, it becomes a planeswalker enchant enchantment planeswalker with a bunch of stuff, and it's like, okay, sweet, I want two of those. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. This this is such a cool card. If I build a green blue deck, this would be it. I haven't been in, I haven't yeah built and a green blue deck, and I, and this would be the one I built. Right, because so cool. this green blue deck isn't about big creatures and ramp. So <laughs> like every green like every other big right. yeah or lands yeah they lands, have a lot of draw cards. Too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I I immediately saw this card. I was like, this is a card that you kind of have to read like three or four times because, like, wait, what about, oh, nope, that's fine. Wait, what about, oh, okay. And then you immediately have to start building your own deck of this, right? Yeah. You have to. You have to develop a deck. You got to be like, well, what can I build? Like, you got to look. There's so many things. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. definitely one of the coolest things they print. And like the creature types are pretty good too for this. You can find some really sweet fairies and rogues and stuff. Like it. I like it. All right, mine. I always have to include uh, a artifact on the list. Sort of. I don't know. I I, I just love artifacts. But this is the Weatherlight Completed. Okay. This is such a cool card. This is a two mana card. vehicle, five five flying. This, this, this is not. It's a vehicle. This is on my favorite list too. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. Doesn't have a crew cost though. It's a vehicle without a crew cost. My God. As long Crazy. as Weatherlight Completed has four or more Phyresis counters on it, it's a Phyrexian creature in addition to its other types. So that officially makes it a creature. Once it's a Phyrexian, mm-hmm. it's a Phyrexian vehicle, but it's officially a 5-5 flyer at that point. Right. You don't need to crew it. It's just always a creature. Yeah. Whenever a creature you control dies, that's how you receive your Phyrexian counters onto the Weatherlight Completed. But you get to draw a card if it has seven or more Phoresis counters on it. And if it doesn't, Sick. you scry one. So at the baseline, it's two mana for an artifact. Whenever a creature dies, scry creature one. Whenever a creature dies, scry one. Correct. Then after seven, that happens seven times. After you just four, draw a card. go to four. Go to four first. After four times, all of a sudden, a 5-5 five, five pops into play. Now it's a 5-5 five, five flyer. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, after and three then, more... After seven, this card is fucking busted beyond repair. It is so sweet. And it's, it it's, it's counters. Every card, it's, every creature dies, you draw. And periphery. also, it's a 5-5 five, five flying. It's super yeah. cool. And the art on it's sick, too. Is that Clouth? Who's that dragon supposed to be in the art? I want to say it's like Rith. Rith is in this. Set. I see a couple different dragons, so I don't it's know if Rith. it's a. Rith looks totally different. I'm looking at Rith right now. I want to say it's one of like the mono red Hellkites, but I don't know. There's two dragons. It just so it could, looked, it could just be exact, a random. You know dragon. the card I'm talking about, the Clouth Unrivaled, whatever. Yeah, it is yeah. It is. It, it's that like Jund. in the same pose. Karthus or something. Uh, Tyrant of Jund. Is that the card you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's no, he's he's just Gruel colors. He's just okay. green. He's a seven mana, but he's literally in that exact, like like 
pose. form, and he's breathing the exact same fire. So I'm like, is that clouds? I don't know. <laughs> but that? he was what's... on the he was on the Adventures of the Forgotten Realm, so like it can't be him. So it's got to be just like a different. What dragons realm. are in this set? There's that Shivan. Well, that's what I'm saying. Rith now. is, that's but not... Rith looks totally yeah. different. He's got like a mask on or something. So I have no idea. But it's sweet. There's the the Shivan Devastator, but that's got like a zillion that's, that's heads. A, that's a so Hydra. <laughs> well, Besides if we want to talk about Rith, we could talk about it now because that's also my on my favorites list. Rith's on your favorites? No yeah. way. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go talk Rith, about Rith then. Again, a little bit of nostalgia here. Rith was one of like yeah, one of my first sure. commander decks. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that Rith is, was a lot better than this Rith. But. Yeah, it's hard to beat the other Rith. <laughs> um, Rith liberated Primeval to uh, Naya colors, so five mana value. For a 5-5 five, five flying and ward 2, other dragons you control have ward 2. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature or planeswalker and opponent controlled was dealt excess damage this turn, create a 4-4 four, four red Dregan, Dregan token. With <laughs> Not a dragon, a Dregan. Dregans. <laughs> Only your Dregans get ward 2. Yeah, people. sorry. Only your Dregans. That's what the card says. If you don't have any Dregans, too bad. You can't do it. Unless you had mass with with Nexus. Nexus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then all your cards could be Dregans, and you just won't have to worry about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, again, this is uh, the Dominaria and Magic in general, with their going back to old sets thing, are built for people who have played a long time like us. So I'm like, oh, Rift's coming back. Okay, this is cool. True, true, true. Also, all your dragons getting bored too. I think it will be a really good. good card for like standard. By the way, like I think that any time you play a five mana and get a five five and a four four, you probably win. I'm just You're saying. Pro- <laughs> yeah, this seems like just like a house <laughs> in yeah, limited like you, stuff. In limited, it's stupid good. In limited, yeah. you, you've won the game as soon as you played breath. And yeah, in like in standard and stuff, you could do the thing where it's like, okay, attack with like a bunch of stuff into your one ones. It's like, okay, I'll just jump block and like Rith, end step, make a four four. <laughs> uh, it's just like, oh okay, <laughs> fuck. What do I do? Uh, my my last one is also a legendary, but not as a commander, though it probably could be a commander. But I I think this card is just gonna be so fun in certain decks in the ninety nine. This is Lagomos, the Hand of Hatred. One black and a red for a human shaman, one three. Oh, here we go. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you make a two one red elemental creature token with trample and haste, mm-hmm. and you'll have to sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. And you can tap Lagomos to search your library for a card and put it into your hand and shuffle. So you just get straight tap tutor. However, you can only activate this if five or more creatures died this turn. So one thing that's kind of interesting to point out is usually these effects also come with the tag activate only as like a sorcery or something. It does not have it that text. I not agree have with that you. Text. Yes, yeah. It does not have that text. That's sweet. a big deal. Yeah, for some, I, I, thought, I thought this card was something else. So I was like, I was like, wait, where is this? So I was looking at the mono red cards. But yeah, this card is, is pretty sweet. I, I mean, um, so the, the reason they put that on there right is that the elemental that it gives you sacrifices itself and counts as a death so that mm. at the very like you can and literally at the wait, yeah yeah and like that step. creature dies and that's my fifth and bam now i get to tutor because of mm-hmm. that uh 
I I just am excited cool. to try. Yeah, try to get this card to work. I you know in in constructed, I think this will never work out for you. But in commander, I think you can get to tutor this thing, and it'll be a big deal. <laughs> oh yeah, in red black, it's just like sacrificing yeah. car- creatures is I, just like listen, just happens. I play red black sack in every format, so like <laughs> yeah, just, it, this it is, is my card. It is not hard to just find ways to just be like. Oh, oh, but oh no, you might have to sacrifice it to an altar, which gives you the mana to like, cast the spell oh, that you sugar. tutored for. Oh no. <laughs> oh darn it. <laughs> Rip. What's your, do you have a last one then, right? Um, I talked about one, two, was three, four, five. Well, Weatherlight was one of my favorites. So oh yeah, five. yeah, that's right. We, we, we shared the Weatherlight. Mm-hmm. All right then. Well then we're on to uh, our, our other cat, our superlative categories. Best art in the set, and we had and we had to separate the categories for best art and best alternate art because, like, yes, of all the showcase arts are just better ev- forever. Yeah, they're and they're especially cooler. Especially and... shout out to this set in general. The showcase is all stained glass, and they look they look amazing. So sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I am in good. love with if you and it's all the legendary creatures. Uh, like that's what's in which i mentioned at the top it's a uh, 41 cards right so there's 41 new legendaries mm-hmm. they all have a stained glass treatment and they're all the best thing you've ever seen in your life yeah they're pretty sweet so for for instance my alternate art my favorite of the stained glass is braids oh that was mine there. actually yeah oh my god dude <laughs> it is... the art is so good it is so and this card sweet. i just want i want it and I want it because of the art. I don't even care. Yeah, what the I want card an does. art print. The card is want... the card does, is pretty sweet. We can go over it. It's one mm. black black for a three three nightmare legendary creature nightmare braids. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice an artifact creature enchantment land or planeswalker. If you do, each opponent may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with it. Whatever you have sacrificed for each opponent who didn't do that. They lose two life and you draw a card. I, really good card in Commander in general. It is so pretty sweet. incredible for Commander. You're just like, okay, yeah, I'll sacrifice my stupid enchantment that had an ETB effect and doesn't do anything now or whatever. But I think you just win if you play this card in, in uh, the stained glass because it's the best art. You ever. do. That is a special rule. Yeah. And it's like, on... I played the card with the best art, therefore... It's on Gatherer. It now has... It now has indestructible hexproof. You can't target this. It has split it's... second. You win <laughs> uh, the game totally as good. you cast this spell. So, yeah, um, that was my alt art. It's on Gatherer. Uh, you could look it up. That's what it says. What's your What's your regular art then? Um, my regular art is Bone Splinters. Uh, the oh. common. It just it, a lot. So we've been around the block for magic, and the magic art in the modern era definitely has like a theme. So anything yeah. that kind of breaks from that theme is I kind of like look at I'm like, okay, that looks sweet. So this bone splinters are, it's very like paint, uh, like it's very 2d and it's very like, it looks painted. I know all these are painted, but, um, but yeah, it just looks super sweet. I was like, oh, that's sick. Well, I'm very, very excited for my regular art. And it's slightly cheating, but, like, honestly, like, this is something that's a big deal. Uh, one of my favorite artists of all of Magic, and most people's, Seb McKinnon, 
has a full basic land cycle in this set. And it is some of the best art I've ever seen. And it's on the basic lands that are in every pack. It's like, it's not the, I'm not talking about the stained glass, which are also incredible from the set, but just regular basic lands from Seb McKinnon in this set. The Plains has like a crashed weather light with a rainbow and like, it looks insane. The Island has like a coastline and the city that looks like the, that French city that they built that like when the tide comes in, it's surrounded the swamp has a floating weather light getting going passing by uh, like uh, the mountain is oh my god it's got like a, a blackened sun in the background mm-hmm. with peaks and then the forest has like these creatures coming out of the forest honest to god this land cycle is one of the most beautifully drawn things i've ever seen and it's just the regular basics now you're just like oh yeah the basics yeah regular basic land cycle from seven and oh my god I want it in borderless is the only downside. Is Doesn't like, that kind of, it feels like, it's like, uh, why isn't this full? It's the art? downside. <laughs> it's the downside. But like, seriously, it's the best la- best basic land cycle I've ever seen in my I life. Do really and that's like a big these, deal. These planes are especially I love. the pl- Right? The planes alone. I'm like, yeah. oh my. To me, the planes in the swamps. I'm like, oh my God. That's the yeah, best planes in the sweet. best swamp I've ever seen. Those two in particular, for sure. But yeah, shout out to Sid McKinnon for that. Uh, how about flavor? We always do a flavor one. A flavor one. So I, I'm i going to actually use a card that we've talked about before, the Weatherlight Completed. Um, ah, okay. I, this this feels very like, you know, I, we also talk about D&D on this podcast. feels very like D&D adventure-y of like mm. a ship that like, in my opinion, the flavor of this is it became evil and started absorbing its crew and like there someone was crewing the weather light and they like died and had their essence absorbed until it captured enough crew members to ascend to its own sentience and, and now it's like marauding along uh the skies so nice. i love it i just love the idea of just like oh all the other all the other boats and stuff need a crew it's just like I just need sacrifice, but it's like, it's just, it's just a boat that's sentient. It's a boat, uh, a yeah. sentient boat that needs sacrifice. It's like the Phyrexians came down was like to a boat. Like you, <laughs> do you desire more to be perfection? It's like, I'm a boat, man. I'm a boat. <laughs> like, so, no. so I can't think that like, now you can. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> All right. Mine is, is, is different than we've ever had it before. Do you know of Sulfurous Springs? Is that... It sounds like a land. It is the Red Black Pain Land. If you look at the original printing of Sulfurous Springs... So you have to search Sulfurous Springs. I don't know if you have, are, have ever been aware of this. You might not be. I'm talking about the the printing from. Give me a moment. Uh, Edition. Deck Masters. It's got to have another name for it. Hold on. So it was originally printed in Ice Age. It looks like. Oh, it's the. I know what you're talking about. The yes. So <laughs> it was originally printed in Ice Age, and it was a really 
cool art with this devil sitting in a pool. Well, if you look at the new Dominaria United, enough time has passed that this devil in the pool is now a skull. (laughs) Yeah. He he got a little too pruney and was like, you know how you always want to like, you get too relaxed in the hot tub and you're just like, oh man, I wish I could just like take a nap and fall asleep. Well, that's what this guy did in a poison muck pit. I the callback is incredible uh and it's just perfect and um, that's the best flavor in the set I mean they nailed it with that also a shout out I have one more um also art based the first time we have ever seen Liliana of the veil actually having anything to do with her card having the chain veil in it yeah, right with the new In art. the reflection, she is wearing the chain veil, which, of course, she, uh, I don't know how into the lore everyone is, but she no longer has the chain veil at this time in the storyline. But she had, which is also weird. I don't know. This is all very confusing that they brought her back in her form because she's supposed to be Professor Onyx currently, right now. She kind of removed from her ways. She was pissed after War of the Spark. After in Gideon the, died in her honor, and so she fled to Strixhaven, which is where she's from, or and then kind of became a teacher, or not where she's from, but she went to school there, and then she be, she's from Innistrad, obviously, and then became a teacher and tried to forget her past, and now they're bringing her back and being like, of the veil! I think they just wanted the card. So yeah, it's hard to card. try and incorporate all the, that. Um, the the new, the, now, which is the, the, or the alternate art, um, not, not the stained glass, version of oh the borderless Leona, but the borderless one kind of looks a little bit more like professor onyx i think yeah which which makes sense because she is still supposed to be professor onyx right now yeah um yeah that you're right yeah. the borderless does look like that but oh, i still yeah. just love the regular art called right yeah the, the chain veil. Yeah. it's the only it's also my favorite liliana the veil art i know people are pissed because that's like no but the original i'm like dude but this art is so much better <laughs> yeah it looks sweet it's like so the, the original one, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It like, doesn't really have a real like background because it's the original. But guess what, guys? This is a better art. <laughs> if this yeah. one came out first, you like, tell me that this one's the best. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like nostalgia, but like looking at the back, I don't know. We're, we're critiquing art now, but like the background <laughs> of the original, it, 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 nothing's going on. It's like a weird portal stuff. This is like the entire the entire piece of art just looks way better. Yeah, this is better. Anyways, uh, that was it for that. We did some Dominaria United. We did we'll it. We'll do more. We'll do a lot more. We have to go through all the legendaries, of course. And the commanders. And then we have to go through all of the... Uh, I think there's just two. Or of the, the commander, commander specific. Yeah, of the commander products. Is there going to be more? I only know about uh, two. I know about the five color that you were talking about. And I yeah. know about the three color that I was talking about. And the about. one that doesn't matter? Yes. Oh, there's another one? Is there another one? No, no, no. I, I, I was... I was making fun of you. I was saying okay. the only one that matters is the all five color one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, actually, I don't care so much about the deck. I care about like one card being the commander. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. It's just yeah, like, right. It's I like, want these I, two I, cards I so and maybe many. the lands. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, what are we talking about next week when we get to D&D again? Well, if you guys haven't heard, 5e is dead. Stop playing it. Your fun is wrong. <laughs> You're never going to be able to play it ever again. So just shut up and get on board with one D and D, our new god. Um, I, so, I love how I named this one D and D to rule them all. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't, we're going to talk about that. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at some of the different rule changes. They not kind much, of announced it. They're like, start play testing. And I looked yeah, at it. I'm yeah. like, oh, that the, might be the interesting. One, uh, and there's no, the there's like almost no content. Change, I guess, I mean, spoiler alert, that one rule change I, I do remember them announcing was like, uh, 20s are automatic successes. And everyone was collectively like, yeah. Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, that's yes. <laughs> like right. big rule change guys. Let us know if you agree. <laughs> Crit still exists. Yeah. Right. It was, it was fun. Oh, but no. Well, no, but so, so, so I'll, I'll, for all the rules lawyers out there, I just want to say, I do realize that technically critical successes on, um, non like attacks technically don't do anything so there's no like if you, you can't crit on a persuasion check with rolling an <laughs> but like in practice everyone everyone does that unless the dm is like just so you know it's a dc 35 lock picking checks just so you know <laughs> you are doing something you are entering in a zone that i have not prepared you to go into so no matter what you roll here it's gonna fail but um right yeah. right and then what about uh next mtg then Continue this Dominaria United. Um, I really like this set so far from the look of it. Seems pretty sweet. I'm excited to play some limited of it. Seems cool. Seems cool. I don't know if you should be as excited about limited. I played uh, around. I played nine rounds with my deck, and it seems like a format where it's attack or be attacked, and then someone dies. <laughs> that's, and that's generally, it's how all games go. Yeah, I guess that's true with limited, but it really just feels like slam your cards down, attack, and then someone wins. It's like it to me. It seems like a game of Candyland. It's like it's predetermined. It's you slam your cards down, you swing, and we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah, it's probably a little more complicated. Like the, I mean, this is that's what happens when you are forced to play commons, right? Like, <laughs> true. Like, oh no, I, I like. All right, it's a five-five. What else? <laughs> what, but I mean, if you notice the set, like, dude, the removal's not good enough so cards stick cards that are good they stick and they mm-hmm. just win and that and that's how it works so you just you play the bigger card and you attack and then you win um anyway i'm, I'm always still excited just to play a new format oh yeah i i, I would i don't want to crap on it too much it's limited so i'm just saying it's like I, I wouldn't be as excited it's not the best limited i've ever played i'll say that much uh all right well i think that's it all right and with that Let's go back to party and woo party and all you listeners out there, party and.